recording straight out of Fife, Scotland. You're listening to Films and Swearing, a movie podcast with your host, Stuart Sullen. And joining me today, the no caring, always swearing Andy Walker. Right. And the Magic Mike Christie. Fuck you. Oh, what's that for? Hello and welcome to episode 247. Uh, today we are doing the films of 2019. And yeah, it is back to the original cast. We've had our Christmas break. It's been more than a fucking Christmas break. Mike's <laughs> is now in like this the club. Yeah. That's what we've never done on your wedding day, like a wee four horsemen pose. Yeah, but we're going three us, so it isn't really fucking <laughs> really I, I mean, forgot the cigars. Alright, okay. I, I was <laughs> people were asking about fucking cigars on Saturday night. <laughs> Mainly Ian. Because mm, that's uh, <laughs> Jordan's boyfriend, Paul. Yeah, I, I I forgot I was in and out of fever dreams throughout yeah, the I, ceremony. Honestly, was like waiting for you just to fucking deck it mid speech. I, I I think your friend Ian was like decided ready for the hot tag to take over. Like he had the speech ready. <laughs> nah, I would have no speech rather than let him talk. Like. <laughs> so yes. <clears throat> If you've listened to the show before, you know we're just going to kind of talk about films from last year, the best, the worst, uh, what we missed out on, and kind of hopefully cover everything over the next hour and a half. So, uh, we'll start off with the best film from 2018 that we saw in 2019. So, get the oldest one out the road first. Um, I'm, I'm just going to take the ball and run with it. Uh, for me, it was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That came out in December 2018. And whilst I did go to the pictures to see it, <laughs> Alex just would not sit. I was like, come on, pal, this could be really good. No, I'm going to go home. So you went and paid for the pictures. I would have knocked a geek on it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shot. It was, I was almost close enough to just like let my three-year-old walk home. <laughs> oh yeah, I can imagine that would have ended well. Like just a wee note, like if found, please return to thirty-seven Hawthorne. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I was one of these like surprisingly good films when I eventually got around to seeing it completely. Like the mixture of like story, the characters, the music, the animation style. Yeah. It was just like fuck. This is like one of the best animated films I've seen in fucking ages. And especially in a year, like, even comparing it to superhero movies, like, that was, like, your top-tier Marvel year as well, because you had them with um, Infinity War, and you think, well, Marvel can't do any better than that. And then you kind of got this condensed Spider-Man one yeah. with, like, your this variety of spider people and just them being all so the fucking different characters and how evil the fucking baddies are. Mm. I mean when the trailer first came out for it <clears throat> and it was like the subway one mm-hmm. and like I, honestly I wasn't like, it wasn't I wasn't overly keen on it eh? I, was, I was thinking is this going to be any good yeah because like, when I watched I watched it uh, last year on Skyplayer and I thought it was like really really good like I thought the villains were really good the soundtrack was pretty good mm-hmm. and, uh, and even like the animation was like really good as well yeah uh, now is it it was a like a complete surprise at like how good it ended up being, like even just for some of the strange choices of uh, switching Doc Ock to be like a like a female scientist yeah. or uh, the Kingpin. Well, see, his character's still the same, but the way they fucking designed him to be like an absolute unit, 
It was like the wall of a house. Well, is, is there no meant I to be is, like that I in is. the comics? <clears throat> I was because he... Does he know the villain in Daredevil as well? Ah, I, I think... It was, uh, Michael, it was What's his name? John Coffey that played on it. Yeah, Michael, Michael Clark, Clark Duncan. Duncan. Aye, because mm-hmm. I think he might just also be like a regional, like a Brooklyn or... Hell's a, Kitchen a New York fucking villain. villain. Yeah, Cause... so it just happens to be in the same territory. Mm, Joe so... Pesci twice the size on steroids. Because <laughs> <laughs> what was it? It was uh, Lee Schreiber who was the uh, voice of Kingpin. But I can imagine Joe Pesci being equally intimidating. <laughs> just looking at Spider Man. He's like, Do I look fucking funny to you? Uh, Do I make you laugh? Uh, <laughs> just a big guy like that with a squeaky voice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, I, that or as you said, Michael Clark Duncan's voice, <laughs> like no. the, the deep bassy tones, do I make <laughs> you laugh? <laughs> but yeah, there was so like so much you could get out of that, like the replay value, um, even the the is no a sidekick, but like the main henchman, the kingpin, the it kind of just looks like a dark purple Deadpool. Hmm. That goes a bit with, like gauntlets on, and just the music cue for that character is just fucking terrifying because it's just like, vroom, vroom. Yeah, it's just this distortion. It's like, oh fucking run, run! And, uh, it's like that moment watching that film. I remember, I think I had a house full, and when that was all going on, I just looked at the room. Obviously, was like focused on the TV, going, I don't know if it was just like that fucking distortion sound or the situation the kid was in, but it just drew everyone yeah. in. And I was like, oh, this is fucking magic. <laughs> so, yes, that is the best film from 2018 that what I saw. Your, one thing, what was your favourite Spider-Man slash woman slash robot pig? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I liked uh, Peter B. Parker, just for his kind of tragic backstory. Although he's always kind of talking up a good game. He's like, I was, I was doing crunches, getting hard, getting fit. And he's crying in the shower eating pizza. <laughs> just like, oh, man. <laughs> You just feel so bad for him. Like the guy was ready to have a family. He's being divorced, and all the other characters are fun. But <laughs> I like the broken one. I like the fucking noir, like Nick Cage. Oh, one. aye, of course. Fucking, I forgot about <laughs> Nick Cage and fucking Spider Ham and aye. the fucking Big Hero Six one, more or less. Basically. Um, but it was like, what was the the brilliant moment where they all go to the trying to find the research facility? And it's got like the eighties music and they're all gearing up putting the the uh, like the cape on and putting on the mask and then you just see like Peter B. Parker in sweatpants pinging the bell <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like getting him shit for saying um uh, like Spider Man doesn't wear a cape. And it's like, but what? And you you also got the fucking Stanley cameo oh. where he's in the comic book shop selling the fucking costume. And he's like, what if it doesn't fit? Is it everyone? It fits everyone eventually. And then behind him, no refunds and the fucking <laughs> big smile with the fucking light shining off it. It was good. All right. All right. Andy? What? What was your favourite film? Well, one of the two that I could... Well, that was one of the three that I could think of mm-hmm. off the top of my head. The other one, what, another one was A Quiet Place. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, I that thought was a... it was real, quite intense. That was a very beginning of the year wasn't it that was like January February uh, I just watched it like in December last year because <laughs> I couldn't get a, couldn't find a copy that didn't that it wasn't subtitled yeah, that was the biggest issue I had with now <laughs> isn't, it, isn't that older nah no. coming in 2019 was it no coming in 2018 2018, sorry. 2018 it come out I come out ah, from 18 ah yeah 
No, I know that makes sense. Because uh, I, I, you gave me a bottle of that like as soon as it came out and uh. it sat on my shelf for months. And I eventually got around to it because I had the same man. I was like, oh, Blu-ray ripped with Korean subtitles. Lovely. And I was like, oh no, they're all signing to each other in Korean. <laughs> <laughs> so... Aye, I just thought it was quite right, pretty intense, just with the the fact that there is someone deaf, and it oh, are they part were they deaf or partially deaf? There was, it has been a while since I've seen it, but it was one child, daughter, wasn't the daughter, it? The daughter that kind of <clears throat> was she uses the hearing aid as like the that, as a weapon, like, that's as a weapon can, towards the end sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. aye, but that was just like how they dealt with. Loads of situations, like when you look in the small details, you notice, like in the food stores, all the noisiest foods have been left, like packets of crisps, and and they've all yeah. just taken all the things that just make no noise. And yeah. then the fact that they're introducing a child to that world, they're like, oh, how are they going to do this? Yeah. They've made like a wee fridge to put in, mm. <laughs> a wee soundproof box. I think it would have been a really interesting film to go and see at the cinema. And oh, totally. I just couldn't get the time off to go and see it at a cinema. Mm-hmm. I think I've still not seen the trailer for the new one. Mm-hmm. I've heard but really cool. um, I'm hoping it kind of plays on the same sort of thing where everything's just as quiet and stuff. So I'll probably go and see it. But mm-hmm. um, I think the like the most like unsettling, well, no unsettling, but the most like, intense scene in the film has been Emily Blunt's giving birth mm-hmm. like, in the basement. And she's having to do it as quiet as possible. <laughs> <laughs> After her fucking standing on the home alone nails. Like, oh, oh, you <laughs> oh, knew that was I remember that. When you seen that being left, you knew that was coming back. What? You knew that somebody was hitting that. Aye. Aye. And it just one of these things like, no, 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 no. Aye, she can't <laughs> scream because of the fucking things in the house mm. above <laughs> You just have to inhale violently. Go <laughs> <laughs> but I would, I would hate to have been the person in the cinema that's sitting with a bag of popcorn and a bag of crisps just fucking rustling. I just <laughs> getting LB <laughs> deep in their naturals going... <laughs> Well, surely when people were like going to see that, they'd be told not to buy anything or eat everything before the film because normally you want to try and keep stuff for doing the film. Eh, but... <laughs> they'd be like, no cinema would ever say that. <laughs> Don't buy anything. Don't eat anything. <laughs> like a quiet place, nachos. These crisps are soft. What's going on? <laughs> it's for your own, for your own goods and the people around you. Here's Haribo. Uh-huh. And they're just there's no plastic wrap and they just put them in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. Well, that was one. That was one of my ones. Uh, Mike. Um. Also, I did have uh, in a Spider Verse as well. Cause I only seen that uh, last year, but um, one that I seen as well last year for the year before was Assassination Nation. Oh yes. Aye. And <clears throat> I was intrigued by. It. I'd, I'd never seen the trailer for it. And I read like the plot for it, and I said, like, "Oh, that's good." be alright and it was completely like it was like no what I was expecting it was Aye. completely fucking bonkers have you seen it yet? no, no so, it's, heard it. <laughs> so it's about um, a whole town basically gets hacked mm. and all their information leaks and the entire town turns against each other oh. so it's like the like the the principal in the school internet history gets put online so they see all what type of porn he watches and like, eh, or that like he's having an affair with the babysitter and all this stuff spews mm. online so the, the whole town turns on the principal and then it happens to someone else in the town and then in one night just everyone in the town all their snap every awesome. private moment they've got is all just mm. flooded online and the the town just turns to a riot eh? they I all saw, just I, turns all into like, the purge I, I saw like purge like, van, like vigilanteism and stuff because like the opening scenes like they it's, it's like a congressman 
get something leaked and he like kills himself like during like a live broadcast. Yeah. And I, and it's just it's fucking mental. I think who was it's kind of centered around four teenage girls. Aye, I'm trying to think who was the who was the guy that the lassie was in the affair with. It was like the neighbor. I can't remember his name. Um, is ah fuck. I always thought it was about forty, but it's no. No, is he not the? I'm the only film I could think of him is that a uh, cock blockers film with John Cena, and it, he's the <laughs> tall white guy who doesn't want anyone sleeping with his daughter. Is it him? Oh, come on. No, it, it might not be actually. Come on, but it's just it's fucking mad. Mm-hmm. I and mean, it was surprisingly like quite violent towards like the last like act of the film as well. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was quite an interesting thing, like like stuff like that could, like, could easily happen. Oh yeah, definitely. But now I was uh, quite pleasantly surprised by it. Mm. Alright, um, you want to read off your last one, Andy? My last one was just Aquaman. I've still not seen it, eh? No. I, I, I don't know. Uh... It's the only like it's DC film that's any good. <laughs> Wonder Woman was good. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, right? Like, on, because we're on the subject of DC and all, like, I will happily buy the Snyder cut of Justice League just to see. Aye. See what it's like. Will it ever happen? No. I, I know it's I just know. constantly. I don't just... know because the thing is, like, like, I thought Justice League was alright. Like, Jason Momoa was like the best thing about that film. Mm. He was really funny. Mm-hmm. And you didn't want to watch his standalone movie. No, but I've just never <laughs> got around to watching it yet. That's all. Like, the fact that, like, like Stuart told me as well, like, like Dolph Lundgren's in it as well. And he writes a seahorse. And I'm thinking, alright. Oh, uh, just... you know the main lassie's dad? He's, uh, he's like a general of sorts, aye. No, he's like a king of like another part of Atlantis or something. Right. I, I've seen it two or three times, but I couldn't tell you much about it. Like, I've watched it, but I just didn't take in half the details. It basically turns into Indiana Jones halfway through, when on the search for, like, yeah. the Holy Grail. <laughs> the Holy Trident. So, yeah, and then that's, I did like that chunk in the middle where they're, they're being pursued by, like, the the aqua men, the men that are in space suits. Yeah. And Black Manor, the fact that they kept that character to kind of truth the comic with a big bug-eyed... Weird-ass fucking head. Yeah. And I was like, well, that took some balls, because you would just imagine just modernising it. Yeah, because it's completely impractical. You kind of get through a doorway, because of the big fucking eyes. I remember when the trailer for that came out, and they showed um, like the man and I, and I was working with Ian at the time, and he's like, like the biggest like fucking comic book geek ever. And if you get anything wrong, he'll... F- like completely fucking flip his dish and I was like oh they got Ant-Man in that film look at him he's like he's fucking huge oh he was not happy like. <laughs> he was not happy like. he looked he's at me like he wanted to fucking cut my throat <laughs> okay uh, do we now venture forth into the our favourite films of 2019 yeah you like okay so pages how how do we do it? Do you want to reveal your five? Like, do we all just say, right, this I is didn't my have, five? I really have a top five. I have just like a group of films I enjoyed. Okay. So, well, that's it. Because I was thinking we could all maybe. Because I, I touched you last night. There's <clears> probably going to be some like, sames. Samesies. Aye. Fucking... I don't know. Like, I reckon, moment, like I've ventured away for the ones that I know that like you're going to talk about probably you as well. And I've talked Aye. about ones that I've. Yeah, I've I've kind of done the same as I'm going to avoid saying that one because he'll probably say that. So if it gets to the end of it and none of us has mentioned Avengers, so we'll just to go. Right. Let's just say we'll take away 
anything that's a superhero film. You don't want to talk about superhero films? To the end. Because there's got to be one, it's got to be on all three year lists. Remove that. Basically, there's not a single superhero film on my list. Oh, you motherfucker. And the five that I've chosen. And the five, uh, and well, the five that I've chosen. Yeah, well, that's a, when I'd done the thing on Instagram, I just posted 12, so like one for each month. And I did choose like your big things like Avengers and Star Wars and that. But when you have to only talk about five and say, right, okay. I'm going to pick these ones because I don't think other folks going to say them. Yeah. Well, I've got nine. Right, do you want to just read out your top five and then or, we could kind of... Or pick five that stands out. Right. Well, my favourite of the year was John Wick 3. Okay. I just love... It's like an ultimate action movie. Mm-hmm. Just, I thought that was brilliant. And I've got... I enjoyed Peanut Butter Falcon. Okay. What's wrong with you? I've still not seen it yet. Okay. Been, oh, I oh, thought oh. you were going to say fuck. Nice. That, that's on, that, that was on my backup <laughs> list, so that's fine. Nah, he's pushing at me to watch it. Um, Alita, Battle Angel. Okay. I enjoyed that too. How much is that? Yep. And then I would say Us. Right. And probably, just for a kid's version, Detective Pikachu. Oh, aye. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Okay. That'll probably be my five out of the nine that I've got. Yeah. Well, that's it. I've, we've not got any matches, but I think by the end of it, if there's no film we've talked about, we could just rattle off. Because oh, this is the podcast for the film 2019. Let's just talk about every fucking film for 2019. If we get to the end of it, it's like, how are we no said about Endgame yet? Like, then <laughs> we could fucking talk about it. But uh, for me, uh, briefly, I've got Doctor Sleep, oh. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, One Cut of the Dead, Jane Silent Bob Reboot and Parasite. Ah. No seen four of them. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike? Uh, the five that I've chose was I've chose Knives Out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, I chose Us as well. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, aye. Uh, Uncut Gems. Mm-hmm. And Lords of Chaos. Ah. So okay. Five. Four, I've no seen four of them. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. Alright, Andy, what one do you want to talk about first? Fuck knows, what do you want to talk about first? Uh, tell me about Peanut Butter Falcon. Tell you about it, you've seen it. I have seen it, but like, tell the audience, yeah, the current's tell listening. Them. Tell them. It's just a bit of uh, a young lady with Down syndrome getting forced to, because he's not got any relatives or that, he get forced to live in an old folks home mm-hmm. because they didn't have the proper care for him. And he absolutely loves wrestling. And this one wrestler in particular. Mm-hmm. So he decides to escape for the old folks' home. With the help of Bruce Dern. Is that who it was? Aye. <laughs> oh, what is it? Oh, motherfucker, you so mean. And it's like, <laughs> he escapes and then he gets caught and goes back in. So they put, like, steel bars on his window. And the fucking old man teaches, shows him how to fucking... Bend, bend bars. bars. Uh, Aye. The rest of the squeezed through the fucking the covers. Was it not like hand soap or something to lube him up so he could slip <laughs> between the bars? See, I was under the false influence. Remember uh, Shanghai Noon with Jackie Chan? Mm-hmm. Where he like, pisses on his clothes and all that and he like ties it in. Oh, and yeah. He, he bends it with like the strength and all that. Aye. Like, they, they kind of do something similar. Similar. Aye. I think it's piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then he escapes and makes, starts trying to make his way to where this wrestler's got a wrestling school for like an old videotape that he all constantly watches. Aye. And then he runs into Shia LaBeouf. 
Because he's like a fisherman or something. A fisher, eh? aye, a, a former fisherman that gets sacked and then sets fire to fucking these evil fishermen's fucking stuff and does a runner. Ah. And then her for the Fifty Shades is like the wee Lodi's helper. Ah, she works at the retirement home and it's kind of. Nah, it's kind she of like his carer. She gets the blim for him escape again and like, ah, you find him, you're sick. Yeah. So it's one of it's one of the, the like wholesome sort of films. Uh, totally, it's like part way like a like a road movie between Shia LaBeouf and the guy as they're just travelling to the wrestling school. It's just kind of like Shia LaBeouf te- just treats him like a normal kid, kind of yeah. you know, like oh you've got Down syndrome, but you treat you like a special uh, case. And it's got like that that trope where at first he doesn't like him, and uh, then he sees kids picking on him, and they're all calling him retards. And he just gets the rage and just starts slapping kids <laughs> to fucking leave like them alone. Like that fucking meme video where it's just slap beards and then the parents come up and slap some people. <laughs> 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 like that, every cunt that walks in mm-hmm. So yeah, it is quite wholesome, but it's it does... It is actually... It's not a long film either, is it? I think so. No, it might be 90, but it is a surprisingly good film. 97. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one day that I've been watching for a while, but I've just never put a trigger in. Yeah. Aye. Now, actually, should we say this here? Do we spoil everything we talk about today? Or. Fuck, aye, it's fucking last year, man. <laughs> I know this. But like, then, also, like. For folk watching it that don't want to know about it. I've just spoiled it with that phone. I know, that's why I thought, let's stop here huh? and kind of set a ground rule. Right. No, fuck it. I think films <laughs> that, like, if, if, if there's films in the list for, like, earlier in like, the first, like, quarter of the year, then it's. Like, if you haven't right, seen Avengers. Gave them a long enough. Ah, time period to see it but if it happens to be a film that you've seen within like the last month or so or whatever mm-hmm. you know, then maybe like sure's not getting to speak about the Jade Silent Bob reboot ah, I told them to fucking shut the fuck up I'm waiting for that to hit that's it he's talking about physical media this motherfucker is too good to be a pirate is he oh no 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 you sure fucking arm heart is in every day. He tests me all the fucking time and I say, you know, look what's up in it. Like, he tests me all day saying he put a load of like thumbs on a thing for his mum and, and he like subtly gave him like Oh aye, because his mum's like, What's this film about? I was like, Oh well, it's this. So I just renamed all the files of the movies. So Ad Astra is Brad Pitt in space. Yeah. Knife's Oot is a uh, Who Done It. Uh, with Daniel, <laughs> Daniel Craig, um, Jojo Rabbit, Hitler comedy, and uh, Beer and Butter Falcon, Down Syndrome comedy. <laughs> oh God, that's <laughs> yeah. bad shit. And uh, the weird thing is, they watched it first. <laughs> oh, oh yes, uh, yes. Let's all laugh at the disabled man. The same way a crawl, I just put alligators and hurricanes. <laughs> <laughs> like some it's of fucking it's, shark needles like fucking crocodiles some of the stepbrothers boats and hoes <laughs> alligators and hurricanes right uh, Mike you wanna go in depth about one of your first picks uh, I'll um, <clears throat> I'll start off with Knives Out okay uh, I think that was like one of the last ones I've seen in the cinema mm-hmm. oh, that's what she, she's seen it but I wasn't really I was on in the background and I never paid attention to it ah uh, oh. was it good like Ah, that's good. That's good. Because you watched it the other day, yeah? Yeah, I decided to watch it. Mm-hmm. I think like you also because it's as good as getting threatened with violence. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. <they? laughs> it's, it's not. It's not bad. I'm glad there's a good bit of separation between me and Mike. So, yeah. but See, I, think I enjoyed I'm, the film. I'm glad I had like also went and seen it before. I had like seen. I seen. I seen an advert for it on like Instagram, 
and I was looking at the comments and see the amount of people that fucking spoil it mm. and I only adverse stuff it's like nah mm-hmm. nah but nah it was, uh, I thought it was like probably my second most enjoyable film of the year right like, I genuinely had such a good time because I was intrigued by it for like the first trailer yeah and I mean who doesn't like a good, a good who done it because mm-hmm. I think like me and you both share the same like, amount of love for like Clue aye yeah and that. Uh, and um, so Cluedo bitch. No, the film's called Clue. You know? Oh, aye, there's a film about that. Aye, motherfucker. Aye, that, that's what oh, we thought you were referencing when I said who done it. And no, you like, oh Clue. I was just. I, I, I <laughs> came the bon- became American for a second. Then he went now. Cluedo. Yeah, no, there's a film so, right. in it for the eighties. Uh, Tim Curry's like the butler and all that. And um, Pennywise. Mm-hmm. Aye, he plays Wadsworth. He's funny as fuck. The genius thing about that film is when they come out. There was three different endings, and not every screen had the same ending. So, so I thought we'd obviously go back and watch oh, it. They got a different ending. Whereas, whereas it God didn't is, work though, and the film never made money. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> so what they've done there is like, like because it's like released on like DVD, they put all three endings in. So when you watch, you get all three endings. So it could have went this way. It could have went that way. Is it like the old fashioned fucking DVDs where? I just kind of, you hear it <laughs> fucking making a weird noise with the DVD, DVD player and then it plays an ending. Aye. It randomly picks an ending I, for you. It does have that option in the menu just to have a random ending, but... But I am, um, like, when I seen, like, the cast for it, and I was like, I mean, Daniel Craig is, like, a, with a southern accent. Like, yeah, that was, was the most off-putting thing when I saw is, the trailers. The thing is, he, he had that similar accent when he was in the Logan Lucky with right. Adam Driver and... Uh, Channing Tatum mm-hmm. and he was good in that as well but I mean you had like fucking Michael Shannon Chris Evans yep Jamie uh, Lee uh, Jamie Lee Curtis Don Johnson mm-hmm. um, what else? what's her name the is Anna the it... Almas or whatever and it's really Blade yeah. Runner and stuff aye and you've got fucking what's his name as well uh, oh the, the Black Boys and sorry to bother you oh the Keith Stanfield aye. yeah and mm. the, the whole story though was to this it's like he's a, a, an author, eh? The guy that like, dies at the start. Yeah, aye. aye. Mr. Aye. Fucking Mr. Weekend. <laughs> aye, he's got, what was it, like a self-made man, so he's got the publishing company, he's made all his millions, he's got the big expensive house. Aye. So all his family's entitled and fucking aye. mooching off him. Yes, aye. aye like and they've all got like, their own reasons the, to be angry with them. Aye, mm. you get like the like the wee separate story arts for every character and like for every reason they have behind like his mother. Nah, it's like, like basically that. like they've got a TV show and squeezed it into a movie. Because if like if they could make that a TV show, it'd be like a thirteen episode fucking. Thing aye, like each, each focusing on like Michael Shannon's character and. Yeah. So. Kinda. Mm-hmm. And I mean the fact that like obviously like. I say what I was saying to shoot when you watch it then like like when you get to the end of the film, everything's there in plain sight, but you just never notice it. Oh. Until obviously the start the going ah, until they start going back to you thinking, Oh can if you notice that. But um I thought uh, Chris Evans was fucking really good in it because he he's like a really weird name. His name is like Ransom or something, which is uh, a bit of a strange name for a mm-hmm. I can't. Aye, because I think he mentions it's like his middle name or something, but Aye. he likes that name more than his actual like he, name. His like character become like a meme after because of all the jumpers he's got on. Aye, yeah. There's one about he's always but, got big knitted sweaters on. <laughs> but there's like obviously like the as the plot kind of like gets on it, like the twist kind of becomes a bit more. Yeah, like when you've sussed it, you think, oh, it's it's him. This is why he done it, and then they just Aye. fucking pull the carpet from under your feet, and now it's. 
something else completely. It's, just, it's one of the ones where like, you think you've got to figure it out, then right at the very end, it completely changes again. Mm-hmm. No, that's and that's it. It's, it's always one of these things where they have to do it really well because nowadays folk could guess it themselves. And they, yeah. they tell us it well. That's clearly the butler, and then you're sitting watching, and then half an hour they say it's a butler. It's like, well, it's no impressive because mm. we figured it out fucking ages ago. No, but that's like the new Heather watching a TV show, and I can tell her what's going to happen. Like half an hour. Don't later. you dare! <laughs> That's so much foreshadowing, it's unbelievable here. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Don't you spoil gonna, this for me. He's going to die. He's going to admit he loves her. That's it. Aye. And that rarely happens to me, but uh, there's times, I can't mind, it was one of the films I watched the other day, and I just remember going, oh, no. Marla looked at me and was like, like I, know, I think I can know what's going to happen. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was... Definitely like one of the like most enjoyable films I've seen last year, mm-hmm. and it's definitely worth checking out. Like, and the thing is, like, like when Ryan Johnson had made The Last Jedi, like everybody fucking still, everybody still hates him now mm-hmm. for making the film. And, like people are even like on like social media saying that they're not going to see that film because of what he did in The Last Jedi. No, I... and I think I was in like the, I think I was in like, the wee group that actually enjoys The Last Jedi. Yeah, a lot more than what I enjoyed. Skywalker, but mm-hmm. that's totally different. But that's definitely one worth checking out. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so for me, uh, Doctor Sleep from director Mike Flanagan. Um, it's the kind of follows in the events from The Shining. So I was like, well, that's easily baited me in. First trailer came out and flashbacks of the old hotel. They put the music in it, and I'm like, fuck, like I'm just. An easy audience for this. Sure, but, I saw a trailer and it like it looked nothing like the original, so that kind of put me off. Ah, it might have been the first trailer because it's like, oh no, people are coming to kill you, kill everybody with these gifts. Mm. Is like, off oh, that doesn't sound anything like The Shining. There's no fucking ghosts or nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm trying to think because one of the trailers it it ends with like Danny on his tricycle going through the hotel and the music starts playing and. Where each key of the like the organ letters the doctor sleep pop up and and that's kind of what caught my attention. I did read the book fucking years ago when it came out, and I couldn't even remember much of it. But I kind of I knew that Danny Torrance had grown up. Obviously, he's played by Hugh McGregor. He's an alcoholic now, and he's kind of just a bum going from town to town. Like sleeps with a woman in a bar, wakes up, takes her money, and. Just leaves and uses the money to get to get to the next town. And he manages eventually hits rock bottom because the reason he's drinking is because he still has this shining ability. So he sees dead people in a sense. I thought he was the drink maybe doldies. Well, that's it. It kind of makes the shining go away. So he he's no being tormented by Scatman Crothers and sitting talking to him about like, what's happened to you, Danny? <laughs> Your decisions. <laughs> Think about what you're doing. He's got images of getting chased with that woman in the bathtub. Aye. And <clears> that, <throat> the same was fucking dad swinging an axe. That might haunt you, maybe. Mm. <laughs> but they all handle all this stuff. So they talk about like his reoccurring dreams from The Shining and uh, the lady in the bathtub. And they, they recreate all those scenes so well. And where you just think they've used footage from the original Shining, but they've just rebuilt. Like mm. the fucking hotel for parts and the recast, because it's like young Danny and the mum and Jack Nicholson. So it's no, no. They just got someone that just looks close enough, put them in the exact same clothes, same hairstyle, hobbling along the hallway, dragging an axe, 
So like, if you didn't so focus on deep, it, they never deep faked them. <laughs> nah, that's what I was just coming out. That's what I was just coming out. I know. Surprisingly, for once, they didn't use that. So they might have saved them a hundred million in their budget. But <laughs> um, aye, the the new thing on it now is like they're still children with the the ability of the shining, and there's not like a, this crazy um, like gypsy cult that kind of feed off it. They're like vampires more or less. Like they need the shining to be immortal. Mm-hmm. So. And they could sense it when they're in an area, so they go about in their big motorhomes park, and then it's the traumatizing part is just like when you see them murder kids to get the shining from them, and the shining is more or less just like the life essence of like a child. Like the most confusing one is Jacob Tremblay, the the wee boy from uh, Good Boys. Ah, oh, right, right. Like he's in this. Uh, just solely to get murdered in like a five minute scene like he's just walking home after playing a game of baseball but he was using his shining ability to know which like what the pitcher was going to throw him so he hit every fucking shot and he was amazing and you could just see the RV and the folk looking at him just like slavering going (laughs) (laughs) like he's got the shining he's good and they're just like following him home so you want to left home you're done really good number 13 and then it cuts back and they're on some industrial site and they've tied them down they're just sitting cutting them and every time he cuts he lets out a scream and they're all inhaling the breath because it's just like the shine is coming out of them and it's just such a long scene where they're just sitting slashing at this kid draining the life out of them and your main character's uh, Danny Torrance and this uh, little girl who is like fucking the empress of the shine and she has the most power and she could tell when other ones are being killed so she's being tortured she could use her mind's eye and all of a sudden she's in the room watching the kid being killed so through the help with Danny they kind of team together to well primarily save her from them then realise wait you're an absolute fucking tank with a shining so she could just start blasting them she doesn't actually blast them like Iron Man which I'm doing right here <laughs> with my hands but it's on for nearly three hours. Oh, fuck. So I it's did, one of these ones where... Did they not say that when they're releasing well, the home, it? It is. It's two and a half. But the cut that they're going to do on Blu-ray is going to be three hours just so they could add all the additional stuff because he keeps it really close to the book and there's just more parts of the book he wanted to put into it. But I think he had to kind of, between him and the studio, make it a more respectable time. Mm-hmm. But no, like the third, the whole third act of the fucking film takes place back at the Overlook Hotel, which is really good. Cool. So, but yeah, and the villain in it is a woman cried, Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, I think she was in one of the Mission Impossible uh, films. And she, she's just like this leader of the gypsies, walking a bit like a, a top hat and feathers in her hair, and just see whenever you talk about like like people that like like inhaling like the essence. I keep thinking in that episode, uh, everybody loves Raymond with Peter Boyle. Where they've got their newborn babies and he's like that. <laughs> <laughs> They're his head in it. Inhaling their youth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Andy. What? You want another one? Yeah. Detective Pikachu. Oh, yeah. I thought that was like a lot better than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just going to be like a shitty kind of plug. Cash grab. Guy, basically. Yeah. Get the beards in. <laughs> but they use like the comedian of the fucking. Like comedian actor at the moment is the voice of Pikachu and it mm-hmm. kind of helped out a lot. Aye, that's it. When you heard there was like a Live Ryan on. Reynolds fucking uh, Detective Pikachu movie, like what? And then when you see the trailer, like, oh, he is Pikachu. And then you're like, oh, it's, just, it's like Deadpool then. Where you just <laughs> Deadpool a, a cute wee yelly thing. 
I thought it would have been bigger, like it's uh, reception. Like I would have expected it to be like Marvel big, well, just because. In Japan, it would have been possibly. Um, U.S. gross only grossed one hundred forty-four million dollars. Mm. Well, I guess that'll be just well domestic, yeah. So, yeah. but I didn't know like a lot of people that I knew uh, like from my work. So like a lot of guys in IT went and saw it. But I think it's kind of. Right, people like, who played the games. Exactly. I thought would, and that that I think that's what it comes down to because I was surprised that so many of them were going, but they've all like with their Nintendo stuff, they were all playing right. whatever fucking variation of the game. Right, all the blue, blues and reds, moons, and shields, willies. stars, swords, boobs, willies. I think there's a, aye, there is a moon. <laughs> there is a sword and a shield. Exactly. I I'm <laughs> I'm not blowing smoke. <laughs> but, I think there's some willies though. Nah. Nah. Okay. I think the, I think like the reason I thought the film was uh, I thought the film was alright. I didn't think it was great, but I, just, oh. I was not a fan of that Justice Smith. All oh, right. I just I fucking hated him in uh, Jurassic Park: Fallen Kingdom. Aye, yeah. And I, I just I I, I, was, I thought the Screams film was alright. Screams when he right. sees a dinosaur. Yeah, mm. I thought the film was alright, but I mean, that was probably it was alright. I mean, like the whole Mister Mind thing was pretty funny. That that's uh, probably that's the quite, quite unsettling. The most traumatizing were those Mister Mimes because, like I said, they, they they replicate anything, so they could shapeshift the humans. But it's just fact when no, you see their eyes, dittles. Oh, the Mister Mime, right? Yeah. yeah. Fuck's sake! Can you Pokemon? No. I am sorry. I do not know my Pokemon, but it is the shapeshifting one where it's like a pivotal plot point, and they take off the glasses, and you just see the little black eyes, like yeah, <laughs> that's disgusting. And that was that was like the biggest controversy when they first announced it. It's like live action Pokemon, and people were like, "Oh, I didn't kind of want that." Like when oh. you seen like a like a Jigglypuff or this wee looking menacing, uh, or <laughs> the the pink one with a giant tongue, and just like, "Nope." Oh, the lick tongue. Aye, it's like things we did not want. To see fucking real versions of that. The but best bit was the fucking the fucking I think they're called Loudred or something like that the ones where it's like boom, they're doing the base with a fucking myth oh right aye with the, the Pokemon fight yeah I thought that bit was cool mm-hmm. and that's it when I kind of got to see like the the core Pokemon it was pretty cool like the the giant fight with the Charizards and oh. then when they're going through the forest you had like all your forest Pokemon and the big earthquake for the trailer there is good moments there but they're strange it's just not clicked with my kids yet like when I showed it to them they're like Fuck you, Dad. He's like, ah, it's fine. Where's the dinosaur? I was expecting their minds to just go... <laughs> like, he knows about Pikachu and he thinks he's cool, but like when I show him this, he's like bored after 10 minutes and buggers off. So he's just probably not at the age yet. Mm. He's just wanting to see a fucking dinosaur rip somebody's head off, that's all right. Aye. Mm. Bring back the Indominus Rex! That's all. Still asks me when Jurassic World 3 comes out. Like, 2021, son. Still <laughs> another year. Stop asking. What are they going to do next? So, I know, because... Ah, no, fucking I'll... dinosaurs intelligence like humans. <laughs> <coughs> they're going to start talking. It's going to be like Jurassic Park 3 when the raptor's like, Dr. Allen! Oh, Dr. No. Allen! And he, Sam Neill's freaking out, but it's just a dream. <laughs> just have them talk, please. Uh, next. Yes, Mike? My next pick is Terminator Dark Fate. Okay. Are we... I, I kind of went with the reviews in this and just did the bar. So I read a lot that it was shit. 
Well, but I still remember when the first trailer came out, there was none of the iconic music. There was just the teaser with Sarah Connor. Mm-hmm. And I thought, alright, this looks mediocre at best. And like, everybody fucking hated Genesis. And I actually quite like Genesis mm-hmm. for what it was. And I never watched any other trailers after that. And then when I went and seen it, I think I went and seen it with you. Mm-hmm. And I was genuinely surprised at how how much I enjoyed it. And considering the first five minutes is they have one of the most fucking, like, ballsy fucking moves. Yeah. And the form they completely change everything in the first five minutes. Well, do they? Aye. And, like, first five minutes is, like, why a lot of people fucking hated the film. Right. They feel that absolute shot on the first one and the first one, first and second one. But now nah, I thought it was quite good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought the, like, the introduction to, it's, oh, what was the name? The Blonde Lass's character. Oh, fuck, I couldn't tell you, but, <clears throat> aye, like, the hero. Aye, I thought it was, like, because she was, like, augmented, eh? Yes, aye, I was like, I'm not a Terminator, I'm just a human with... Uh, enhancements. Just needs drugs, that's all it is. <laughs> just fucking hook her up. <laughs> yeah. um, I it was I a bit like Robocop in the sense like she kind of died on the battlefield but they used, she did, donated her body to kind of... Well that's salvation, is it no? But it was like he was aye, a yeah, prisoner. Aye, aye, because Sam, aye, Sam Wetherham was a prisoner at the start and then he got turned into a cyborg. But she's not a cyborg though, she's just augmented. Yeah, so she kind of has... So she can die mm-hmm. like easily. But anyway... She just overheats like a bad car. <laughs> And the fact that, like, <clears throat> the film pretty much just doesn't slow down. It pretty much gets right to it within the first five minutes where you see them at that um, auto shop factory in oh, Mexico. yeah. And you see the... I'm trying to think what they call the new Terminator because it's a, it's a mix of a T-1000 and a T-800 and it can, like, split into two. So T-900? You hear... <laughs> <laughs> if the mass works. Aye, but yeah. Because that's it's like a liquid Terminator around an endoskeleton. Uh, so like when the... it needs, it just splits into two... Terminators. That doesn't make sense. Why do you do that though? Just because it's I advanced thought, and I thought, future. I thought, I thought it was pretty fucking cool. Like, and it, it makes me think that it's like in between. That's why I said the T nine hundred. Yeah. So it's like it's not quite able to form a Be fucking a, a living puddle on its own. <coughs> yeah. So it still mm. needs the endoskeleton or the exoskeleton. Mm. But no, I thought um, like when you get the whole because obviously like Judgment Day is past and stuff. They've everybody thinks that's normal and that's. Actually, no, it's like further on with a new kind of savior and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then, like towards like the last like hour of the film, you get introduced to Schwarzenegger. Aye, and well, he can it for the start. No, he basically shows up for like half, pretty much you know, for the last hour, and he is just fucking funny. Aye. And uh, he's assumed this role because he's still a terminator, but he's assumed this role where he plays Carol and he hangs drapes. <laughs> He's an honestly, interior designer. Oh, that's what it is. It's fucking funny. It's so funny. Ah, it's like all the little downtime conversations. He's talking to a guy and just starts talking about it. It's like, why would you hang these with this? It's like, it's like no. And he just goes and he starts talking shop about hanging curtains and wallpapers. And they're just looking at him going, this is the guy. He's like, aye, this is the guy. I swear. I swear this is the guy. So is it Terminator? <clears throat> To Arnold Schwarzenegger, or is it Salvation Arnold Schwarzenegger? Well, no, it's... Nah. If, you, like, if, if, you, if you've seen the film, you'll know It's also it the, the follow-on for two. So he went into the lava <coughs> at, at the end and melted. But that doesn't mean they stopped trying to kill John Connor. They obviously just mm. sent another Terminator. Aye, right, aye, but so it's no a follow-on for the... 
Where John Connor's a fucking Terminator fucking nah. version. No, oh, I Genesis. Arnold becomes a liquid Terminator. I know that. Nah. chip falls into the fucking... Yeah, they've, they've done that thing where they've just hit backspace on Genesis going... <coughs> Delete that. That didn't happen. So that's like Terminator Three now. Yeah, I Game of Thrones, Rise of the Machines. None of those folk. I forget about those people. Yeah. Just think about this one until we make another one. Then forget about that one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like he's obviously assumed this role with Carol, and he's had this relationship with a woman with her son, and I, and like they ask like like surely they would know that you're like fucking four hundred pounds, and your mate was like a relationship is not physical. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like like later on in the film he gets shot and like. I'm going to have a hard time explaining this to the wife. He's <laughs> got like holes in his shirt and all that. And it's like, it's that kind of like humour that like livens up a wee bit and it's yeah. pretty fucking funny. Yeah. But like, the whole like, like the action scenes are well done as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like, that's, that's what it is. I mean, the guy that directed Deadpool done it. Right. And I thought he was, <clears throat> I thought he'd done a pretty decent job. I'm kind of, kind of hoping this is the end of it. But they've kind of, they left an opening for another. Hang on, it's not done well. It's no performed well, but it's no stopped them before. Yeah. It's, it's one of those franchises that's always you don't need to explain it to anyone. You just say it's a Terminator. Go, all oh, mm. right, okay. The fuck will go along to it. But nah, actually, like I genuinely like, fucking had a really good time with it. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised like, when I was watching the guy on like, YouTube that I watched, and like <clears throat> I was expecting him to fucking hate it, and he had it on like his like top ten list of the year, and he was saying he was surprised he'd sell. How much you enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and that. So, oh, well, give me something to watch now. But oh, it's good, like <laughs> uh, for myself, one of the big ones. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood. That's usually a, a no-brainer when it comes to uh, me with like Quentin Tarantino films. I always kind of end up liking them. I think I I did. I caught this in cinemas twice when it was out, and which is seeing something with a running time of like two hours and forty-one minutes. You're thinking. Jesus fucking Christ, but I really enjoyed it the first time. It was like one of these ones where I came out and I was like, I couldn't even tell you if I liked it or not. I was just like, I kind of want to know more. Like, because obviously there's... I'll say it on the true story that fucking... Shannon Tate. Shannon Tate. Aye, the murders, but then there's these fictional characters in the foreground with, like, Leo DiCaprio and uh, Brad Pitt. So it, it's their story, but they're neighboured with Sharon Tate. And like Charles Manson has like a walk on, so it's just like just these wee moments. Um, but it's you just kind of fall in love with these characters that you get introduced to, where like Leonardo DiCaprio is this, this uh, movie star who's kind of becoming like a, a TV star now, and the star's not as bright as it used to be. And uh, it's kind of <clears throat> kind of like recently at the end of his road, and he's kind of looking for. Yeah. Next, he's he's next becoming step. from lead actor to kind of this week the, the henchman of the week on like all every sitcom that's or TV show that's on uh, at that time because it's like late sixties, um, and then Brad Pitt's his stunt double, so he's always there just to make him look good. But I it's it's one of these ones where yes, it's long. It's not always to the point. There's like a part where he plays a bad guy in this new uh, western, and it's got uh, Timothy Oliphant as like the lead actor for that, but. You just forget. It's like they just forget about the film, and you spend half an hour watching a scene of this western, <clears throat> uh, to the point where it's filmed like you're watching the final product. And then he gets his lines wrong, and it all cuts back to like a set, and the camera re- reverses back to step one, and he's like, uh, "Line," and then somebody shouts the lines. Oh, I, I know, I know. Okay, 
right, keep rolling, keep rolling. Okay, and then the scene continues, and it's the scene after that where he has that breakdown and like <clears throat> in his wee trailer, aye, and he goes fucking mental, aye, because it was like he was hungover for like drinking margaritas the night before, and he's angry at himself. He's like, "Come on, Rick, you're better than this. You gotta stop this fucking drinking." He throws in, takes his hip flask and starts swinging, going, "Fuck!" <laughs> and he throws it down, and he's looking at himself in the mirror, and it's like, "If you fuck this up again, Rick, I will fucking kill you. I will put a gun in your fucking." Mouth and shoot your fucking brains out. And he's sitting crying, he's getting all this emotional about himself. And it cuts to the next scene and he knocks out the park and he's like, Oh, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but it's, it's the usual, you've got your, your yeah, Tarantino cameos, like Kurt Russell shows up for a couple of scenes, he narrates it um, loosely, like he narrates uh, one line at the start of the film. Yeah. Uh, the reason why uh, Brad Pitt's more or less his driver rather than a stuntman because. Leonardo DiCaprio was, a, was like a drink driver or something. Uh, and it, he was like, oh yeah, I, d- I don't like to drive. And then the film pauses, like, well, that's a lot of horse shit. And then it just cuts them being arrested. And I thought it was like Tarantino doing like a wee line, but it's fucking um, Kurt, Russell. Kurt Russell. And then, and then he narrates the leading up to the, like the night the, of the... Tate murders. Aye. So it, they're all talking about, well, they're returning from Mexico and Sharon Tate's just coming out of the pool and all this stuff's going on so it's got Kurt Russell talking over it but aye it was one of these ones where you were just kind of you saw the film it's finished but you just kind of stop thinking about it for like a couple of days and then you read all about the the Sharon Tate things and that's I always like to kind of go in blind and then when I come out of it it's like man I probably should have known all this stuff going in like about these murders because you, you said that to me you like you, you never knew that the ending was like like emphasize like it wasn't like wasn't yeah because real... the, how they all kept talking about this time and date and said like, well what's so special about this date and when I looked into it oh this is the date that that happened I thought this was the day before because it ended this way and then seeing it a second time I appreciated it a lot more and then when it came out I watched it a third time and it's just all the chaos at the end and mm. there's just so many fucking like Brad Pitt's fucking really good in it though ah, <clears> like, like, really good in it the, his flashback scene where uh, oh, he's on the boat with, with his wife no with Bruce oh, Lee Bruce Lee ah Bruce like, Lee the, the controversial moment that uh, pissed off China <laughs> is because Bruce Lee got manhandled by uh, Brad Pitt's character and just obviously Lee's family weren't happy with it and but but the scene was played for laughs so. exactly uh, but it is, it's one of these things where it was funny to watch and the, the characters in it like Zoe Bell's there for that scene Kurt yeah. Russell and and then you get that fucking brilliant <clears throat> brilliant scene where uh, you see it like leading up to the formula like Brad Pitt's like driving in the highway and he sees this like lassie looking for like a lift and he was mm-hmm. always, always going the opposite way then on this day he happens to be going where she's going and he, she takes him to this like ranch Oh yeah, it's run by an old director. It happens to be Bruce Dern. Yeah, and it's played for like suspense, and it like almost like leaves gently like almost something's like really bad going to happen sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's really well done as well. Aye, because that's it's this old like was it George Span or something like Aye. Span Ranch? Yeah, it's overrun with hippies, and it's just all these lassies. It's just it's like a cult's taken over, and he's like, "Well, where's George? Oh, he's in the back. Can I see him? No, he's tired. I think I want to see him." No, you didn't. And it's just like this, and like, oh fuck, what's happened? What's going on? And it's like the total like music for the TV playing over it. That's actually acting as like a aye, suspenseful, like this feeling of dread as it gets closer to this room at the end. Mm. So, so is that a weird mansion sting? 
Aye, pretty much. Aye. Because it's all but he's, he's trying to incite a race war or something. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't go that it far. Just nah. delve into other reasons. Yeah, they were saying like you only see he's in one scene. In the one scene where he looks at Brad Pitt on the roof. Aye, and it is. It's like he literally just goes to the wrong door. He goes there looking for something. He's like, oh no, they moved out. Uh, we live here now. So like, all right, cool, no worries, and just walks away. And like obviously, like, like the end of the film is like typical Tarantino. It's completely changed, and it's <laughs> it's played for fucking bonkers. Aye, and like <clears throat> I found myself like being giddy watching like the last like ten minutes of it, just because of how completely different the tone changed. Yeah. And I mean, like, there is like a callback for the early, the first scene in the film where you see him like on set ways, with like killing the Nazis. Oh, aye, aye. I mean, even like Al Al Pacino basically phones it in because he plays like the director. Eh? Aye. But then you do get the whole Tarantino tropes where he's like, there's tons of fucking in the like behind the behind the driver seat shots, mm-hmm. and it's the same like with the reliance of the characters. Like one of the characters, the directors that they talk about. Happens to be one of the characters in uh, *Glorious Bastards*. Aye, aye, always and connections. And we were always, <clears throat> we were always wondering if that was going to be sort of like connected. Mm-hmm. And even maybe like one of the we letdowns was the fact that Sam Jackson just never showed up in this one. Mm. And I was like, "But you're always in these films. <laughs> Where are you?" And then we never got the answer that we that we had as well about Brad Pitt. Aye, yeah, that was a weird one. He said the story that he's apparently like killed his wife. <clears throat> and they show you a flashback of him just taking absolute shit for his wife like on, on a boat. And he's just sitting getting drunk. Holding a harpoon gun. <clears throat> and then it just cuts away. And like, it makes you ask that question, like, like, has he killed his wife? But they never ever ask it. But that's like the room around Hollywood. That's why nobody likes him. But he's Rick's best pal, so they kind of have to tolerate him. That seems like that other fucking... Based actress, off of the other actress that died on a boat. Yeah, uh, I think it's. So for walking was on the boat and exactly. Aye, uh, so I think it is. There's these. I think he's picked it for all these wee bits of Hollywood history and kind of yes. sewn it into these characters. And I mean, the thing is, the fact that he managed to like build oh, mm, aye, like the, sets for the sixties and that like, it does look like really good. Aye, uh, like the the Hollywood strip. And I mean, there's they go to a party and Damien Lewis has a cameo playing Steve McQueen. And then they even show you a scene where it's a uh, Lee Carlos character's auditioning for the role of Steve McQueen in The Great Escape, and they put ah they've uh, deep deep faked that one, so it's like his head on the body in the original movie, and it's really convincing. Aye, aye, and it's just like fuck, they've done it well, where they've just managed to remove Steve McQueen and just put in DiCaprio, and it's just so close. <laughs> like it's really impressive. <clears throat> that's probably my, that's probably my top film of the year. Like, aye, so I was quite impressed with it. All right, Andy, number three. <laughs> us. Yes, tell us about us. Well, we're a film podcast group. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like <laughs> the cheese. <laughs> well, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I'm sure it's like a family. Move like I think they're going on holiday or something. No, like away to the beach uh, for the weekend or something. And then it's like they've come across a guy that's dead. They just like a old homeless man. It's like getting wheeled into the back of a fucking fucking thing. Was onto them back at the house, and then they see themselves oh, the silhouette standing in the garden. And that was it. When those trailers first came out, and you're like, "Oh, this is creepy." Because I can't remember if they do show you in the trailers that it is them. 
Aye. Yeah, it's not just the silhouettes. And then they're just fucking, it's like the other the other ones of them are just trying to kill them. and mm-hmm. It's like they're trying to take care of their lives kind of thing. Aye. Um, did you go to cinemas to see it? Do you think so? Because mm-hmm. that, that one was February. I mean, me and she, I went to Glenrothes and seen it. I reckon a few. Aye, aye we, we went on just like a, I think it was Glenrothes as well, just like went on a Saturday or something to see it. Because it was just like one of these ones where, oh, I can't know what happens. I need to know what happens. And I mean, considering like, how good Get Out was, you were yeah. kind of interested to see if we could keep it going. Aye. Uh, keep the, make, it, keep a, make another suspenseful. Aye, like the momentum. The twists and shit like that. Exactly. And, and it's kind of more important now because everyone's watching now because he's caught everyone's attention with that yeah. last one. Yeah. And it is one of these ones where this is Andrew doing the discussion and not Stuart. I was about to start telling you why I liked it. You tell me, Andrew. Just the same reason I like Get Out. It's well fucking shot, well written, mm-hmm. well acted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to fucking yeah. spy on the phone. I know, it's one of these. It's been not long enough, so folk will have seen it. <clears throat> okay. I mean, we, we, like, we rewatched it last night, because I was actually... Aye, it's I on was, Sky now, isn't it? I was wanting to try and make a point of watching back films that I was going to talk about and stuff. The only one that I managed to get around to was watching Us. Just because she wanted to watch it as well, mm-hmm. and like, you forget about like certain bits in the film. I could, I can't mind the whole premise of them being more than one each person. Because mm-hmm. it's like because they call them like the tethered, and ah. it's like it starts off with the whole like throwback thing, like like, like the hands across America thing, where yeah. it's like a fucking like a thing that's going on. Aye, that's that. That was a twist <clears throat> on mindy, but it's like the homeless it guy you see gone into the. The thing where at the at the start you could see him in the background standing on the beach like that. Aye, he's uh, not he holding his hands yet. He's like a sort of holy homeless guy. Yeah, aye, uh, and like the family dynamic where I love the dad where uh, like he's like, okay, I'll take care of this. It's clearly the mum's in charge, but he's like, look at me, I'm fucking huge. Let's. He was like, right, I don't want to have a problem, but if we got a problem, <laughs> and he's got like a fucking bat and he's. And then just the, the fucking sun just skitters across the floor like the tethered one and it just uh, runs past like a spider and it's like, oh, nope, no, nah, okay, we're going to lock on the door. <laughs> and he's got like the fucking weird burn mask on. Aye. Aye. Because everybody, because they're all kind of similar in a way. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that the, the details, like they, they don't talk or... Or was it the, all the twist that the mum was really the tethered? Aye, the mum, aye. The, aye, she got out. And because there's like a fun fair at the start the of the film, fair, mm. and she met her in like the mirror maze or something, just looks like she just strangles her. Mm. But I mean, what I thought was like really well done about it is like also I forgot as well was during that last act where you see the flashbacks of the wee lassie walking through the fun the fairground, and you see like the tethered on the ground, and it's the folk that are on the roller coaster or having a fit in the room, they're but they're standing on... like that because <laughs> uh, they're all on a roller coaster that doesn't exist. Aye, uh, I, I thought of that was like really well fucking shot. Aye, that is like, like the... those details fucking make it perfect. And like the whole like the, the end battle, if you will, between the two of them, mm-hmm. where um, it's a it's a Lupita and the Ongo or something, yeah. like, uh. it's a the way they've broken down that night, that uh, I've got five on it, to kind of like Aye. a instrumental way. Would Aye, really just the slow motion. Exactly. Uh, so brilliant. Aye. But I think, like, when I watched it, um, when it was, like, getting into it, and like, it was when they were in the house, I thought, I've still got, like, another hour. I was like, how are they going to 
change it, and then obviously when they get out, they go to the fucking rich couples like Big Congo. Oh, the white family, aye. And then obviously the then the other ones show up and like kill them. Aye, and that that was and like a big twist. Completely fucking, it completely changed. I thought, oh, here we go. Aye, it's not just them. It's mm. everyone's coming and out of the sewers. I still remember everybody in the fucking cinema when they were doing the whole like Alexa hang and it's like Alexa like phone the police. Okay, fuck the police. Aye. Starts playing and then they're just getting stabbed to fucking like everybody in the cinema was fucking laughing. Aye. Because <laughs> it's easily like the funniest fucking Alexa joke this year. Like. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's just how brutally they're all fucking dispatched. Like the the evil wife and it's just the details of sure they're all in red jumpsuits but it's the golden scissors. Mm. Just like this is fucking freaky. Like mm-hmm. just those choices. It's bit where the dad lures the the white guy into the boat and he's got the fucking flare gun. Aye. And he goes to shoot at him and it literally just like limps out and he's like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's like a slight like humour mm-hmm. to it as well but I mean, it wasn't as good as Get Out Aye. but it still was pretty good. I'm, I'm actually, I'm quite interested to see what he does with Candyman because that comes out this year as well. Oh. And he's directing the new Candyman so yeah. I'm interested to see what he does with that. Aye. Because I've, I've still no watched his episode of uh, Twilight Zone oh aye and that was like this is like one of these films I've been trying to push it on my parents for ages like they watched Get Out on Netflix and thought it was amazing they said oh well, this is the guy's next one here it is on a little pen drive and, and you watch the nah nah and then this is, they showed you a clip of it on Gogglebox that's fucking terrifying I'm not watching that <laughs> and it's like what? I mean Gogglebox I mean, what do you mean? it's like a clown in the fucking sewer like, that's it, not us. That's it. <laughs> it's two letters. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mum. Just watch the fucking film. I mean, us is mere, like, mere horror than fucking Get Out. Mm-hmm. Like, us, like, Get Out is mere, like, a psychological, like, yeah. sort of Aye. film. Because I still, like, I still really didn't, like, still try to figure out, like, what the class it is. Mm-hmm. But us is mere centered on, like, horror sort of thing. Aye. Mike... So I had us and Malice, so I'll need to change that, but I'll get, uh, I'll get to that later on. That's picked at you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> right, so I'll, uh, I'll talk about uh, Uncut Gems. Okay. Well, you have to, because I've never heard it. Right, well, it comes out, it hits Netflix on 31st of January. So the guys that directed that, directed that uh, Good Time, mm-hmm. which two of us have seen. Yes. Ah, I don't have any. I think that might still be on Netflix. It is, because I still really need to go back and watch it. But like the whole like when the trailer came out, <clears throat> in fact, when I first heard that Adam Sandler was going to be doing this like film with the directors, I thought, hmm, this could be interesting because like Good Time was a really really well made film. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then when the trailer came out, and like it puts you into the seat of Adam Sandler's character, who's easily his best role since like. Anything really. Waterboy. Aye. Wedding singer. Apart from his comedy roles, which are alright and stuff, but this is like probably his best role. Um, so the film centre around him, he's like a, like a jeweller in New York. Yeah. And he's got like a gambling addiction and he's like trying to like play all these like massive bets using like folks' money and stuff. And the way the film's made, it's like people, people describe it as like the most like most anxiety and stress filled you'll ever like watch like ever oh, experience yeah. during a film because <laughs> the sounds are really loud and like everybody just screams like overlapping each other like, mm-hmm. like nobody talks like subtly and it's like it's just like, it's him basically gets this hold of this rare like gem that's come through like fucking like Mongolia or something 
and that's going to be he's basically he's, he keeps saying it's going to make all his money off of that but in order for him to like they make money he needs to like borrow money elsewhere and stuff and it's just him living off all the all the bets and everyone's it's, everyone's just basically going to shit for him yeah and it's uh, Lakeith Stanfield's in it as well he plays Aye. like the bodyguard of well I reckon, I reckon if he's the bodyguard but he's like the pal the mm-hmm. Adam Sandler yeah uh, that Kevin Garnett for the Boston Celtics is in it. He's in it, and he's the one that's wanting to buy the gem off him. Aye. So he lets him borrow the gem, mm-hmm. and in return, he gives him his like NBA championship ring, and he uses the ring to place a bet to try and like win money back and stuff. And it's just everyone just kind of, everyone kind of goes round, does go round, mm-hmm. and it's it's so fucking stressful to watch. That like no short either, is it? It's, it's like, like two hours two? and ten minutes. Aye. And it's like, it's, uh, what's his name's in it as well? Fuck. Jeff Goldblum's dad for Independence Day. Oh, aye. He plays like the fucking... Cause of, cause he's of, like an uncle in it, isn't he? Aye. He's like, he's like, the, he's like, he's like the Jewish uncle with, with Adam Sandler's family. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a well... Like, the film's so fucking like, like well made. And like the... The payoffs kind of like you're wanting everything to kind of go go like well, mm-hmm. and it does. And then all of a sudden, like literally, the like last shot, of the thumbs like a punch to the face. <laughs> like I remember watching it. I remember and Michelle was like through living room, and I just remember watching. It, and I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> I was like, and then the credits come rolling. I'm like, "No, trash in the room." Has to be fucking mayor. Like, there has to be mayor. But um, no, like Adam Sandler's role was really good. Um, he won a Best Actor Award, I think, yesterday. He got some sort of award. Aye, because it, it's like award season, so it's every fucking, like, uh, critics, independent, blah, 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 re- review board rewards. He got, like, Best Actor for that or something, and he was, supposedly his speech fucking brought the house down. And Yeah. But it's it's one of these ones where it's like, it's like he's doing really good, and he's getting some recognition for it, but will he get the big recognition for it? I don't think he will. I'd be, I'd be very surprised if he even as like, if it gets any nominations. No, have they done the nominations yet for those? Nah, that well, the day, Monday, I think. Uh, the day the final group in, I think it will probably come down to Joaquin Phoenix and Adam Driver. I think. Ah, I think that seems to be in the main two runners. Joaquin got arrested yesterday. It was like one of those peaceful protests on Congress steps. Him and Martin Sheen about. Uh, telling people to change how they eat, blah blah. blah. So it was like a peaceful protest, but everyone got arrested. It was like this Twitter headline made it look more dramatic than it was. Like, Joker arrested at Congressman Steps. Martin Sheen was there too. <laughs> but nah, it's definitely a film worth checking. I mean, if, if you like the kind of films, and it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of hard for me to kind of sit through because it is like, it just makes you like... like, like ah, it just gives you a knot in your stomach mm. watching it. Because it is like quite stressful and it's quite like loud as well. And it's not like a mm-hmm. kind of quiet film. Yeah, I, I watched it two, three days ago. And the only way I could describe the soundtrack to this movie is if you're playing Minecraft really loud. Ah, it's fucking strange. It's got these really weird, like, colour scheme sort of thing and, like, on the opening credits and stuff. It's fucking weird. Yeah. But no, that's quite good. I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was better than what it was going to be. Aye. Uh, for me, my third film was One Cut of the Dead, Japanese movie from Shinjiro Ueda. This wasn't the one on Netflix, is it? Um, no, 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 they they done a series called The Naked Director, so I think it could have been that. 
this is like probably my loosest choice of the year because I'm pretty sure everywhere you look it comes up saying it's a 2017 movie but released in UK cinemas on like 15th of January so it came here last more or less so this is like just the biggest stretch for me to kind of tuck this one in but it's just one of these films where you have to stick to it for past the first 15 minutes because it's uh like a zombie movie done in one take. Oh, right. So so it's like that 1917 then. <laughs> kind of. Uh, but it's like 15 minutes. So you watch this horrible low budget zombie film that takes place in like a... Uh, I think it was like... A, they describe it as an abandoned WW2 uh, Japanese facility. And then after the first 15 minutes cuts back and then you realise it's like a movie within a movie so you're now spend the next hour seeing how this uh, TV director who's down on his luck gets hired by uh, this new zombie channel and they wanted to launch their channel with a one take monster movie, well zombie movie and they hire him to do it so it's watching him make that 15 minute zombie movie mm. in there and Wondering why it has all these strange choices in it, and it's because absolutely everything's going fucking wrong in the background whilst they're filming it. Like, there's some of the cast get food poisoning, so there's times where it's like, looks like zombies are vomiting, and it's just extras just throwing up their lunch, walking into a shot, going, like, thinking it's the toilet, and it's no, and fucker trying to act, and they push them back out, and they all have to just play off scene thinking it's zombies, and like, the all the big crane shots that they have. Uh, the fucking crane falls off the roof just before they do the final shot so people have to do a human pyramid and the cameraman gets on top to try and do all this so it, it becomes wholesome in a way of like oh they're all working together to get this fucking horrible zombie movie put together and it was it was just this big surprise I've heard about it for like the last year before seeing it everyone was talking about how good it was and I was like I'll see it eventually and then it was like Prime Day and it went from four ninety nine to like a ninety nine p rental, and I thought, fuck, it, I wasted a quid on it, and I was really surprised at how good it was. And it's now dropped. It used to be like a twenty pound Blu ray for ages, and now, like after watching it, it's dropped to like eight pound or seven ninety nine or buy one get one free. So, like the price wall has finally broke on it, so it's a lot more accessible to folk. But yeah, Andy, do you want to share another movie with us? No. Because I can't mind what other ones I said. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a fucking air. Yeah. Aye, but I've got nine. So, pick another <laughs> one you like. Rocket Man. That wasn't on the nine. <laughs> Aye, that's on the nine, it's not the five. Okay, right. Tell us about what you liked about Rocket Man. Your rocket. Good documentary. Slash docu, <laughs> biopic, whatever you call them. A musical. Yeah. Aye, with that in it too. It's just but, about his life and how he was a child to music sensation in his life. Yes. <laughs> this is like, like much bio fucking documentary things. Mm-hmm. It was a strange one because it was directed by the guy that finished Bohemian Rhapsody, wasn't it? Uh, is it Dex- Dexter? Dexter Fletcher. Yes. Yeah, because we talked about that. Because Brian Singer, who directed Bohemian Rhapsody, got fired in amongst all the Me Too, him being a a big pedo. So he got launched and then had to get someone to finish it. So they got Dexter Fletcher mm-hmm. to finish it. And then he went on to then do Rocketman after it. And I think 
while Bohemian Rhapsody got loads of rewards and credits, Dexter Fletcher never got any credit for it. But it now looks like he's getting all the credit for Rocket Man yeah. now, deservedly so, because it's one of these ones where I watched it going, oh, fucking, it's that one John. Well, I'll watch it. And it's like, oh, it's actually really entertaining. I just like how all, the, all his songs were kind of portrayed mm. in certain parts of the film as what mm. happened in his life. Yeah. Aye. What was happening in his life to lead him to get to that point in a song. Aye. His dad was a bastard, eh? <laughs> and it was... It was a surprising, a surprise casting with Taron Egerton, yeah, like to play Elton John, like, the guy know. for the Kingsman movies. Like, would that work? That seems weird. He doesn't look like him. And it's because like, uh, of the way he sung um, uh, "I'm Still Standing" and sing. All oh, right, I aye. Aye. impressed Elton John that much that he wanted. To I want that him. gorilla from my life story. Is <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get a look at him first. <laughs> I don't care, make him a big digital monkey if you want. He is me. <laughs> so. But, yeah. I, I think it was Michelle that actually dragged me to go and see it because she quite likes Elton John. Mm. I, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of like, a, a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I went in and I was actually like quite surprised. I quite liked uh, the role that uh, Richard Madden played. He played like his like, agent slash lover sort of thing. Aye. And like for the whole like, film, I was like, I fucking ken him. I was like, I ken him for something. Aye, and then yeah, it wasn't until I looked good. up and I looked up, oh, it's fucking Rob Stark. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went back and I told Ian, I was like, Rob Stark fucking sucks out when John's dick. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and, then, and the rocket man for me is fucking looked at me and I was like, you gotta go see it. <laughs> oh, because they did actually have a sex scene in that film, didn't they? I, yeah. I don't think it was quite as... <laughs> like <laughs> broke back mountain but done shot a bit more tastefully. Mm. I was waiting to see like how like how much the like the his life they were going to film. I was kinda of waiting to see if they were going to include the whole Lion King stuff and then oh, yeah. the stuff with Princess Diana and all that. Aye. But for what they done it was pretty like the whole like, it showed you like the effects of like his fucking drug abuse and all that because he was fucking horrible at one point. Like when he was at that like housewarming party and he just fucking like decked it in the pool. Yeah. Did they know he had like a heart attack just Aye. before a gig or something? That cunt's forcing him out onto the stage and everything, but he kind of leaves. Aye. Oh, no, no. He performs it. It was another one at Madison Square Garden or something. Mm. He says, fuck it, gets in a taxi and yeah. goes to rehab. <laughs> um, like, I, like, I still pay fond memories of Elton John's cameo in Kingsman too. Oh, I would have just trapped him like a performing monkey. so fucking good, right? <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. But now nah, I was actually quite surprised at this. this well, also, after you fucking chose us, I thought, right, I'm going to have to look through. And I chose Rocket Man. Like, <laughs> so now I'm going to have to go back and look again. And I guarantee you, the next film that I've picked, you've probably not seen, so that's all probably. right. Probably. <laughs> right, uh, Mike... Right, so the next one that I picked is Drad Across Concrete. No, no see. Okay. Now you seen this before me, and you yes. waited for me to watch it. Yeah, because I knew you were, you quite like the directors. I Bone Tom was really good, and uh, Brawl and Cell Block Ninety Nine was fucking like amazing. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I went into this one. I think I'd only seen like the first trailer, and I thought, oh, that's actually looked pretty good. Like Mel Gibson, and as uh, it kind of had like a lethal weapon sort of feel to it. Mm-hmm. And like, I seen the runtime, and I thought two hours and forty minutes. I was like, "Fuck!" Uh, like, this, this is like this the year, year of this year has had a lot of fucking big films. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, to be fair, like the two hour and forty minute runtime actually went by pretty decent because there was a wee bit of a lull in the middle and stuff. Because you get the the but the first like act of film was obviously uh, Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn. They, they get suspended for like excessive force, mm-hmm. and in order for them to make money, they kind of get involved in this like heist involving like these like black guys and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just like with the whole like um, like storytelling between like the What's the word I'm looking for? Like, like the camaraderie between like Mel Gibson and Aye. Vince Vaughn's like pretty well, pretty well done. And then you get the introduction to oh, what's her name? Justin Dexter played Dexter's Yes, I Dexter's sister, Jennifer Carpenter. Right. Uh, and like I was, I was expecting her to be in a lot longer. And Aye, that that's... scene was fucking brutal. Yes. Like, like the guy's like method of like violence is like pretty fucking bad. I mean, if you watch uh, like Cell Block ninety nine, you see a guy get like like curb stomped, and his like head gets dragged across <laughs> while like, on the ground and that. It's fucking brutal. Aye, like, this one's probably just as bad. Mm-hmm. And like even like the last like hours, like them like involved in a shootout. Like, ah, because shootout. it feels like it's a shootout for the last fucking half of the film. Yeah, and it is actually like pretty well made, and like, I was surprised at how well it stuck with me like I really really need to go back and check it out again mm-hmm. but just like that, that fucking like robbery scene in the bank still stays with me aye <laughs> considering that she's like no longer just had a burn as well aye in the film because that's like they spend about 10 minutes telling you this person's life and going oh this is okay this is obviously this is the leading lady for the film and then the direction they go with it and go I wasn't ready for that mm. yeah it's pretty full on but I mean like it's good to see Mel Gibson back and like films and all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was. Is the Jewish community forgave him? Well, it was Vince Vaughn who kind of Jewish, and <laughs> Let, let's not uh, speculate. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm quite like I quite enjoy the fact that he's like back as Dane, like sort of things because he was in. He played the villain in like Expendable Three. Aye, he was quite good in that. He was fucking. He was brilliant in Daddy's Home too. Oh he yeah, played, uh, my Wahlberg's dad. He was pretty. Aye. Fun. So I'm kind of hoping to see what happens. Like I still really need to pick up Bone Tomahawk because mm-hmm. I still really need to see that again. Apart for the whole, yeah, right in the middle split. <laughs> but for for it being like a heist thriller as well, it is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's worth watching if you're into like three-hour films. <laughs> well, that's if 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 it's anything we've learned this year is how to kind of tolerate a longer movie. I know. Between Endgame, Irishman. Irishman was the only one I struggled with to watch it in two sittings because I was almost falling asleep. Like, I stuck on it like half six at night mm. thinking, oh, so that'll be finished for 10 o'clock, that's fine. And then every 40 minutes I was like, <laughs> I was like, right, I was like, I'm going to have to go and turn it off and just watch it in the morning when it's daytime and I'll fucking, I'll see the end of it. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, my fourth pick was a uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot. Now, it's always this thing where it's the right I come up with a list of movies, and then like the week before we kind of record this podcast, I do my best to cram in as many 2019s as I can. And I always hate how the films in that one week then totally change the, how my list is reflected. But it's fucking Jay and Silent Bob, so it's one of these ones where it's like, ah, I kind of kind of was always going to like it. But it's one of these ones where it is probably one of his best films where it's just so fucking different. It's probably the best thing that Jason Mewes has ever done. It's the best thing his daughter's ever done. And even probably maybe the best thing for Kevin, he gets to do like a lot in this movie, a lot more than I expected. 
And again, for it to have the plot line of Jay and Silent Bob return to Hollywood to stop a reboot of the fucking Blunt Man and Chronic. And like they've all said themselves that that's what they did in Strike Back. This is, well, the same's happened this time, but it's now about 20 years later. Mm-hmm. So they've been stopping my film. They're trying to stop that film being, being rebooted. And, rebooted and it's just like a fucking road trip through memory lane. They'll go to the mall to see fucking Brody for Mall Rats, and he gives them all the exposition they need, and then all the. And the trailer itself it's kind shows of you. It's set up the exact same way, in a way. Mm. It's like they go to the same characters at the same point. They get the, the same films. information, but yeah. it's just laden with cameos. I mean, oh, yeah. IMDb, like the casting, you know how you go there and it's like, directed by Kevin Smith, starring Kevin Smith, Jason Mewes, Harley Quinn Smith. Well, this one, this is written and directed by Kevin Smith, star Chris Hemsworth, Val Kilmer and Matt Damon. <laughs> it's like how misleading this fuck is that right. each of them have like seconds of screen time and like it is all the celebrity cameos it is pretty cool it's like, oh, that's, that's actually really good that he's got that and I think the big joke was it's like a lot of folk feel guilty when you have a heart attack yeah. like you could convince Thor to appear in your movie for 30 seconds Yeah, and it's just the way it's written where it's so self Oh, yeah. Yes, in the sense that oh, we know oh. this is a like we know this is a bad movie, but I'm here. I accepted thirty seven million dollars to do this to be a part of another fucking franchise, and and Chris Jericho shows up as a member of the KKK. Yeah, he Aye. does. Yes, and it's one of these ones where some of the cameos I felt one of the one of the members of the KKK is black. So I did understand that. I never noticed that. <laughs> well, the one that he was talking to with the fucking uh, was, was, his, was his hand black. Oh, under his fucking. Oh, I, 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 was black. You can right. see his neck was black. I never noticed. Oh, oh well, I'll appreciate that on a second watch then. Mm. Um, <laughs> but it is. It's. I did. I don't. I. I do have some problems with it because I know a lot of folk are kind of like, "Oh, this is a total six out of ten. This isn't that good. This is like it's fucking juvenile humor." But when I was saying to someone yesterday, it's like, "Well, it's a sequel to Strike Back. Strike Back is like fucking Looney Tunes compared to Chase and Amy, Clerks. Like he had does do serious things, and it it isn't all just like, oh, it's like a sequel to Yoga Hosers, because this is what my friend wanted to know. Is it better than that? Like, it is. You're fine. Ah, uh, Yoga Hosers was fucking trash. It's like just don't <laughs> worry. And it is like Jane, Sal, and Bob are just like cartoon characters in the real world, and mm. and." All the characters around them are equally as loud. Like they go to movies, and Kate McCoochie's got a cameo, and she's a wee bit too like too lively and cartoony. But and Fred Armisen's in it, and I'm, I I can't tell if I liked him as much, or just the whole thing with the tater tots in this film. Where it's like, man, they leaned heavily into this. I'm surprised there wasn't like a promotional tool. Was them oh, actually? That, that was kind of the the fact that it went for the, like white nationalists loved it because he. Came up with fucking, they changed the name to Hater Tots. Aye. And the white nationalists loved them, so it ruined his fucking his career. Aye. And that's why he's an Uber driver. Yeah, that's it. And you have like this whole thing where this film was met with criticism from its fan base because of it added youth and diversity to it. And then they talked to it, well, every film's doing that. And they're like Brody's speech where he talks about. Um, what fucking franchise has got the evil robot villain blah blah, blah. Oh, Star Wars like no Force Awakens and they just say you just add youth and diversity and expect everyone to like it and of course this film now it's got four girls and it cut, ticks every diversity box and mm-hmm. but it's just it's again you said it you nailed it when you said it's self aware 
so they know they're doing it this way and the way things spin out turns out to be quite interesting and fuck even how they handled like the end credits to this film was really well done like just they decided rather than just having credit like a line of credits they just filled it with deleted scenes or extended scenes or jokes that just didn't work but they just crammed it all in the end and you just find yourself watching all the credits and it's brilliant it's just all these wee little wholesome moments and to the point where like this film could be surprisingly emotional for people at times where it's like that's that's a wee bit I'm okay and you're just like this is that's just her and there was just these things where it's like I eventually woke up my wife to show her a scene it's like you woke me up for that and it's like that was really good. That was a good. <laughs> like she tries her best to watch, and just you just could tell she's gone in a couple of minutes. But Christ, the film actually surprisingly has a decent amount of heart to it. So, it, like through that alone, and the fact it's another Jane Silent Bob movie, it's like it kind of deserves a place in my top films for this year. And I'm mm. glad I've already ordered it. Yeah. So, and <clears throat> that will also validate my reason for for dipping in early. It's like. HMV is already in the payment at the bank. I pretty much own it already. Let's have a look. <laughs> but oh, I do look forward to your opinion on it. I right. can watch it. Oh well. <laughs> the thing is, you could you, you right, could get pause it. the podcast. Put it on. <laughs> you could get like a physical copy of it, and then they just Disney watch it. Like <laughs> remember when you bought Rogue One? Yeah. And there's like a year later, you eventually broke the sale. But I could feel you'll probably open this one fairly quick. Yeah. So, I just liked how the, the fucking how Hingwhip appeared Ben Affleck. Oh yeah, and that's and it. Starts talking, talking like about how his life was like this, and news he was like originally kind of comparing himself to Batman. And the, there, there's some strong pun games on it. Oh, a lot of pun. Yeah. It's like oh. I'm more like Batman's mother, but her name escapes me. And then he kind of looks at they the do the cheeky <laughs> cheeky look at the camera and go. Alright. Martha. <laughs> and it's just like these things like if you if you the, the intended audience will be fucking killing themselves at these gags and then the wee moment where uh, Matt Damon shows up and it's like, So you wonder what happened to me? And he's like, Well maybe I was reborn again. And it's just like kind of uh, rings. No, I wasn't killed, I was dropped off in the Mediterranean Sea and lost all my memories. <laughs> and I was picked up by a fucking cruise Fish. liner. Aye. Basically describing the start of the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> so you you could tell the the people in this film must have had a fucking laugh making it. Because mm. it's it's not taken seriously at all, but it's uh. so well done. Right. Andy, one more. Tell me about one more movie. We talked about John Wick. No. You you did say that was your favourite film yeah. and left it there, so finish with that one. It's just fucking awesome. Sabby Sabby Punch Punch. It's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's like you didn't get these kind of action films anywhere. What did you have before that you could. Like, part of it's like. If you like, look, the clo- the, the part most of it's recent like, action film would be the Expendables films. Yeah. It's like, like Expendables if they crammed the cast into kind of one person and then merged it with Crank or something and just like. It just like a film that was made on Red Bull and cocaine. It just like this film does not slow down. It's just and it's like been made so accurately. It's like he's got all the best people in the world, like advising them on how to do this, do mm-hmm. certain things and all. Yeah. Because after I watched that, I kept watching videos on YouTube about 
Like, behind the oh, scenes. there's a fucking a, a gun expert watching John Wick compared and like, seeing about how accurate it is. Oh, like myth busting. Really yeah. All the, fights, all the fight scenes and all the damage he takes. Aye. Shit mm. like that. Uh, but it's just it's really good the, the op- story is good the too. opening scene in the library was pretty oh. well done with the library aye. book <laughs> oh aye I was like what's a couple of what's a couple of minutes between friends <laughs> <laughs> and it is I, a, I, was, I was well well surprised at how well I enjoyed it mm-hmm. and especially with it being the third I usually know. it kind of tapers aye, off and that's it because the second one was really fucking good mm-hmm. and then he was like we've got a third one now we've got Halle Berry and she's got her own dog and I'm yeah. like oh why she's going down so you're just I getting mean, there was a couple of issues like here and there where but like explain the whole, like <laughs> <clears throat> I feel like the fact that like that you kind of survived that like double cross at the end and, like, the height you fell well there was a lot of Kind of stops on the way. <laughs> I know. But, I mean, I'll still watch the fourth one if there is one. There, yeah, I think it was announced oh, the opening weekend or something. Yeah. Now, didn't they say it's coming out, like, Wait, Matrix 4 and John Wick 4 coming out on the same no, day? Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, although everyone was wanting um, Bill and Ted to come, like, because that's Bill middle of Ted's summer. Year, and they're... Was it? Aye. Aye. So there was like, go and make them all the same time. But it's like Keanu, king of the box office, in first, second, and third place. But the the scene where he was, was fucking the throw knives. Like I, I was texting him watching it. I was like, this is fucking giddy. Like <laughs> it's it's just the the knife in the eye. Just like okay, cut away, cut away. Oh my god! No, no, no. I liked it at the start of that when he's like got his chest and he's throwing. like there's an old gun and he's sitting trying to rebuild it. And oh, I get in the door and he finally gets that done. Uh, I I seen a a shot by shot when they they had John Wick three and I think was it the good the bad and the ugly oh, wait, and it shows you like wallet trying to build uh, the fucking was it Paco or something sitting <laughs> pulling apart all the old pistols and building it and they were just like where they've also just ten inspiration uh, for that moment because like I didn't know you could do all this and I just take guns apart and customize that like that one that one they put it together super gun oh it worked yes <laughs> but aye uh, even the scene where he's like on the horse like on the highway with the with the foot with the bike chasing it was pretty uh, well done and fucking Lawrence Fishburne's good in it as well even aye, though he's the Bowery King eh? aye like I'm surprised that after like being shredded I was I the first time I watched it I was like oh yeah fuck it how did he survive that and then I forgot the second time I watched it he did survive aye he's just like all fucking held um, together with plasters <laughs> I don't want to sneeze or I'll fall to death pieces death, how many cuts was it supposed was to be was like a thousand cuts death with a thousand cuts mm-hmm but aye, yeah, they, they they know how to make these films so well, and yeah, and, and how the main the main assassin that's after him is like a complete fanboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like everybody's so fucking sociopathic. Aye, <laughs> oh, you're my favourite person in the world, but I'll kill you. Aye, I can't wait to fucking kill you. <laughs> and even had that a uh, Chinese American actor. Uh, Mark DeCastle. Ah, he was the bad, he was, uh, the bad he was, guy. He was, he was the villain. Was he the main bad guy, the bald Chinese aye, guy? Aye, that's the, what, I'm the main bad assassin. Aye. Aye. I thought he had a smaller role in it. Nah, he was the main aye, villain. Because Angelica aye. Houston is in there as well, isn't she? Or is she part two? Nah, she was in this one as well. I I, I watched like what one in Angelica Houston. The the Russian woman. Aye. The old Russian lady. Ah, the Belarusian. Yes. I kind of watched one and two back to back before watching the third one because I'd 
seen the first one plenty of times, but I never got a decent sitting to watch the se- second one. Something always happened. Like, I'm sitting watching, it's getting good. Oh, fuck, that's my kid being sick. Jesus! And then you just never get back to it. So I eventually, like, when I got hold of the third one, I said, right, I can't touch this until I properly watch the second. Because, like, this kind of generation's fucking diehard films. That's... Or Jesus. I was going to say that. I've never kind of thought... You're, I think you're, like, fucking huge into diehard... Aye. Yeah. I can't imagine John McLean doing I mean, half the shit that Keanu I done. Like... I mean, the fifth one was shit, but anyway. Yeah? Aye. The fifth one was shit. <clears throat> Is that where he hoovers up the radiation? It's the one where he's in Russia with his oh, son. Oh, I kind of like, Die Hard 3 and then nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Die Hard 4 was good. Die Hard 4 oh, was aye. Aye. Well, when he runs up, is that the way he runs up a fucking... Or drives up a fucking. He drives a taxi into a helicopter. A fucking helicopter. Aye, crashes a helicopter. Yeah. No, does it know something that he goes on a jet? Aye, he runs up a jet. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> that was just going to be too much. Too far, too far. Mike, your uh, final. So my last one is Lords of Chaos. Aye, what's this one about? So it's based on. I can't remember the fucking country is. I'll need to go on IMDb and double check it, but it's based on like the true story of. It's like like Norway's like first like black metal band in like the fucking eighties and nineties, right? And it's just like a uh, but them like overtaking like the whole metal scene, and it's it just it delves much deeper than that. It's about like one guy that becomes a member of the band, and it's just like his what's the word I'm looking for like him like him like delving into madness and like how like he's um, like passion like overcomes him and becomes like a fucking like maniac sort of thing mm-hmm. and it's um, it's made by I can't remember the fucking guy's name again but one of the Culkin brothers is like the lead guy oh um, right I say Rory he's the he's the main one he's called like less like like Euronymous like that's his like character's name obviously mm-hmm. it's got like it's all to do with like fucking um, like symbolism and like fucking like the guy basically like, starts like murdering people like during it and oh, is this a true story? Ah, it's a true story. Fuck. It's um so say like the like the early nineties, like late fucking eighties is like uh, like like Norway's first black metal band. And You're not saying that the people are black, it's just the genre of music. Black metal. Genre of metal is like black metal. Yeah. And it's like so like the one of the members of the band at the first twenty five minutes like commits suicide. Right. And it's done like quite graphically, yeah. Like he like Cuts his wrists and stuff, and then he like blows his brains out. <sighs> and like the camera like doesn't shy away from it either, <laughs> and it's like pretty fucking grim. So then they're obviously trying to like release these like records and stuff, and they introduce this other guy who kind of comes across as like a kind of quiet sort of guy, like always wanted to be part of the band and stuff. And then like the success and the fame gets like too much for him, sort of thing, and he just becomes like this absolute fucking prick. Aye. And that like starts like turning them against each other, hmm. and it's it's just well like it's it's quite hard to watch like, the last like twenty five minutes, mm-hmm. like the last like also like, the last like twenty five minutes is like it's got a lot of like emotion involved in it, and it's like it's quite hard to find the like sit and be comfortable watching it. Mm-hmm. But um, I've no like fully looked into the whole story and stuff to see how. Like how like real it is sort of thing. Yeah, but it's definitely been one of the films that's like kind of stayed because I think I watched it when I was like off out back in October. Music, music's all right. But yeah, 
kind of like the because they open this uh, record shop and it's kind of like this den. They've got like this like underground part of the shop where like only certain people are allowed to come to it. Mm-hmm. And he starts like basically like the guy that's like become part of the band. He starts like like writing all these notes and like he's starting to use this as like evidence towards them and stuff. So like if if they try to back it, what they're trying to do, yeah. uh, he's going to like turn it against them. Right. And he just wants like the like the whole record company for himself. Okay. And he starts by like um, like turning the band against each other, and it's just pretty fucking grim. Like, mm-hmm. like some of the stuff's like pretty hard to watch because yeah. like there's they talk about how like the lead singer like they've got like, these necklaces on the phone, and apparently like the necklaces are like got wee bits on it, and apparently each bit's like a part of like the the band that killed himself's skull. Ah, oh, Jesus. And I, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty fucking gnarly, but it was, it was quite enjoyable. It's only for almost two hours. Yeah. It's, it's quite enjoyable. Hmm. And it's soon like you can enjoy that. <laughs> I, I think just for like a story sort of standpoint, eh? Oh, like I wasn't, I wasn't expecting much for it, but I got more like out of it than what I like, thought I did. Mm-hmm. And like the like Rory Culkin's like performance was actually like, pretty well done. Yeah. I'm pretty sure one of the guys that's I can't remember if it's the boy that kills himself. No, he plays Valkyrie. He's Valkyrie's son mm-hmm. in real life. All oh, right, and that. So that's definitely one that worth checking out. It's on. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Ah, okay. Ah, because yeah. was that one of the titles that Arrow was putting a release aye. into this? Oh, aye. Aye, I'd never heard of it, but then Arrow but were also, releasing like, it. They hear the whole like trope, like the usual like like musical like biography tropes, where like. They're into all their like partying and drugs and everything. Yeah. And that uh, and like, like it just shows you like the guy that's like completely quiet, like com- come to the end of the film is nothing what he was what from he was the start. At the start and, uh-huh. uh, and it's it's pretty fucking scary, like what yeah. he comes to. Mm-hmm. But it's funny though, because, like leading up to like he ends up like killing like um Falcon's character at the end. And he takes his pal to like this video shop in like Oslo or something and he's like Oh, we need you to like, rent a video to act as like an alibi, so they rent Die Hard too. <laughs> and then when the police start questioning, like the the dumb one that's the group, like, so what's the film about? Is it about all these people that like die like harder than what they did before? <laughs> 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 like, I had like a wee fucking giggle like that. Aye, but as as one that's worth checking out, like. Mm-hmm. I'll keep an eye out I think for it. it was it was it was heavily fucking censored in like some of the I think the arrow release isn't it the full like full on censor cut, I think. Aye. I I reckon if because the one I watched was on like the Xbox store, so I didn't reckon if that was uh Uncut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. But for what I seen it looked pretty fucking pretty grim like. Alright. Um and the last pick for myself is a Parasite from director Bong Jun Ho. I'm just kinda how chuffed at like how much recognition this film is now getting um i never obviously I'm, we're all kind of somewhat familiar with like director bong joon ho for like for years i've been watching like his films where like the host memories of murder and then snowpiercer and i kind of thought right that's that's gonna be him cracking hollywood now because he then got like that netflix movie Oxja, and it, I, I thought that turned out pretty good but it seems to be like now with parasite I think with it getting like the top award at uh, the Cannes Film Festival, like the was it the Palme d'Or? 
like like a unanimous vote. It was like everyone's sole favorite out beating like uh, Tarantino and all these other ones, and then with it getting like a like a normal uh, release in the states or like, a limited release, but it kept getting its screens expanded more screenings and then fucking boom like three golden globe nominations and then he's on fucking jimmy fallon being interviewed and like what what am i what like what world is this that i'm in like this dude's on jimmy fallon and jimmy fallon's like, right tell me about your movie he's like no i don't want to tell you anything about it i don't want to spoil it for you he's like oh that's not how you promote a movie bong <laughs> like tell me more so they kind of give him a wee brief line but it's like one of these films like the less you know the better and even the copy and pasted plot for IMDb, I thought, oh, that gives away a bit much. I've So I deleted half of it and I just put it down as, all unemployed, a student and his family take particular interest in a wealthy and glamorous family. And, like, that's enough. And there was, like, a trailer that got released. Um, and it was, like, Parasite, no spoilers. And as the trailer starts, the screen just starts closing. So you just don't get to see anything after 10 <laughs> seconds there's nothing left and you just hear a bunch of Korean people talking there's no subtitles and it's just the title for the film so but the fact that he, he scored a, a Golden Globe at the weekend which is like a first four foreign film yeah best foreign film he was nominated for director and best screenplay as well but it I think was it 1917 got best director uh, and Tarantino, Tarantino got screenplay. Screenplay. So it's probably gonna be things like that. You you won't get. Like, he's been nominated for four Baftas, so and they've given him best picture as well as best foreign film, which uh, it was similar to like Roma last uh, year. So I'm not sure if it will get a best picture nod for the Oscars, but it's. The only reason I never got a best picture for Golden Globes is for what they're saying is that their films need to be in English to be best picture contenders. Or a percentage of the film has to be spoken in English before I would qualify uh, for that category. So fair dues in that way. But it is, it's one of these films where yeah, it's just so well done. It's this great little family that they'll do them all the little menial tasks just so they can make a little bit of money. Uh, so the start of the film they're all sitting folding pizza boxes for like just like a dominoes so they have all the boxes pre-folded and then somebody for the shop comes along say wait okay these 10 are shit you don't get money for those but I'll pay you for the rest so like that's a job some poor fucking family are all just sitting piecing together like folding them like origami putting them together piling them up and it's hundreds and they're handing them out but there's like a wee underground apartment they're in so every time they look at the wee window that's it's in an alleyway, so there's always some kind of taking a piss outside, yeah. and they've got their window open, they start spraying in the living room, they go, ah, ah, God, and the guy runs out, he's like, get away, we're trying to eat our dinner, fuck off! And they're sitting, throwing buckets of water at the guy, taking a piss. So it's just all these things, and the kid gets the chance to be like an English tutor for like a wealthy family, and it kind of snowballs for there. It, it's, it's one of these ones where, again, it's on for like over two hours and you think like probably like most Korean films it could have finished ten minutes earlier if they just didn't do this so much or but you think you are, like you've got the grasp of the film, you know what's happening and all of a sudden there's a fucking magical door in the middle of it and you're like, Oh my god, what am I watching? It's just a fucking like just complete deeper than you <coughs> imagined and it's just one of these ones where like, fuck But it's now kinda of getting to this point of a film where 
I say, oh, it's so good, blah, 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 and it's getting all this recognition. I feel anyone going to watch it new is going to have it on like a high pedestal and then go watch it. It's like, oh, isn't it that good? Like, that's what I feel like anyone watching it new is going to say, it's all right, but why is it getting this much fucking attention? It's like, oh, you should have watched it in August when no cunt was talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I went to go and watch it. I think it was on like Boxing Day or something. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get any of the ones... With subtitles working, and then I got yeah. a, then I got a four K one working, but it didn't have subtitles. And I thought, well, oh, it's completely pointless. This. Aye, that's well, all those years of watching American movies with Korean subtitles. We've only learned that Korean, <laughs> and then we could understand the Korean movies. But aye, it's and it's strange. Like the UK release is end of February, like in cinemas. So what year? Aye, yeah. Thankfully, it was. How are we talking about it then? It had a limited release in November for the BFI Film Festival. That's not my fucking hook that I'm hanging from. It's like, <laughs> it made it. It's part of the list. I'm going to talk about it next year as well. <laughs> well that means I can fucking do my worst film then. <laughs> if, if, there was a, if there was a festival for Holmes and Watson, then. <laughs> I'll fucking change. But aye, it's one of these films that I fucking I'll, I'd love it if everyone watched it. But I know a lot of people won't. Like mum and I don't know will look at it because it's got subtitles. Yet they watched loads of films on Netflix with subtitles, and it's just to tell them that. Ah, well, maybe they will. Maybe if ever goes on Netflix. Exactly. It's just the, the ease. Aye. So and that's I said it to like my brother-in-law saying, "Oh, this is brilliant. You'll need to watch it." It's like it's it's in Korean though, isn't it? It's like aye. It's like. It's like there's that that invisible barrier that people are just need to hop over. It, it's it's not hard, but that's what you pretty much. That's what Boon John Ho said at the. Oh, when he's accepting his speech, aye. aye when you get over the the one inch barricade aye. of subtitles, you'll be introduced to hundreds of great films. And it's like little fucking Asian cinema Stuart on the inside was screaming, "Like yes, I've been saying it for years." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm chuffed. I'm that. I think he's kind of guaranteed for Oscar nods. Uh, maybe the three, like director, screenplay, and and foreign film. That would be awesome. He gets best picture as well. That would be nice. Uh, but who knows? And uh, if he wins, I mean, that would be awesome because it just shines so much more light on Korean cinema. And, yeah. Like there's been so much more kind of films uh, coming out. That, like there's loads of fucking Korean cinema films that in the last few years that have been hitting big but they've just not hit as big as Parasite I mean like Train to Busan was huge I've not seen that The Handmaiden was huge and then like this one is just like fucking supersonic so anything following it like they're already talking about one I think it is out I've just not seen it yet called uh, The Cop The Gangster and the Devil and that's that's it's like some cast for each movie like uh, the the protective dad from Train to Busan like the guy with the pregnant wife, like the hero of that movie, who's not the main character. He's like the lead in this film, and that's supposed to be really good. So that's now getting like a UK release, and so there's like loads of more films are getting availability now. That's good. So I look forward to seeing that. But that is it. That is my top five. Right. Oh, we all good? Anyone need a break? All Stretch? Right. I need a break, I'm going for a fucking shit. <laughs> for a millisecond, I was like, I'm going for a fuck. I was like, what? I'm going for a shit. Alright, so, we've talked about the best, but now we have to talk about the worst. Right. Um, and, aye, 
I mean, okay, I'm going to start. Where's my list of this year? My first one comes from Netflix. So That's the thing, though. With me, I generally stay away from bad films. I, well, I, I go and watch them and say, oh, this looks alright. And it's like, that's horrible. If, um, I do, if I do think it looks good, I didn't watch it. Yeah. It's, so, nah, it's, oh, it's alright. There's been two films this year that I know that have been labelled as horrifically bad, but I wanted to go in and just see how bad they were. I do, I see. If somebody says it's shite, I just did more. But what if I was Nick Cage in it? I've almost seen Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. It's one of those ones like, is I guess you have to find it out for yourself if it is yeah. terrible or not. Or psychedelically mind bending amazing. I wouldn't say it's terrible. Blood covered chainsaw. I just, just thought it was long. Like, <laughs> it was, it was, like, like, it was, like, it was like, purple. Ah, like, that was <laughs> very purple. <laughs> it's, like, it's like two hours and like. The first hour just kind of drove by. Doesn't that sound appealing, Andrew? No. (laughs) Uh, Rattlesnake. Instantly forgettable. Woman's daughter gets bitten by a snake when her car breaks down. And I think she more or less sells her soul to the devil to get her daughter's life back. And then they come to collect. Is it a literal? It was just like some. I feel like it was like a dude in a business suit, devilish qualities. Ah. And then she just tries to get away from like Liam Neeson. And there's like a biker gang and somebody with a gun and I think it was Juice for Sons Anarchy. He's like, "What are you doing here?" (laughs) And then I'm just like, "I don't like this anymore." Oh. (laughs) So it's like one of these ones. This looks good. Ah, what the fuck? (laughs) Netflix. Damn it, Netflix. How many of these are we doing? Uh, I've I've just got three. Yeah. So I had three. I'm going to just you had three. Yes, you are corrected, so Andrew. We're getting fucking you... Holmes and Watson this year either. <laughs> either. <laughs> Every year you say <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Andrew, you don't know how years work. <laughs> um, then my second one was Happy Death Day to you. Oh, I like that. You fucking know. Ah, just they just they just got too timey wimey. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same as Stuart. It, it was, it's no horror. It doesn't even keep. For the first one, dark comedy. Aye, but it was mere science fiction than fucking anything. Like I watched it like I think I watched it back in February when it leaked online mm. immediately upon cinema release, and I thought, oh, this will be good because I really enjoyed the fucking first one. Aye, the first that, thing was really good. Yeah, yeah, and, that's and then it. I was just like, ah. Oh. But then I really want to go back and watch it and just see if maybe I've missed mm. anything. I think for a film that. I, I don't think it was that long, you know, I think it was like 90 minutes, yeah. but I was like, man, this needs to fucking end. It just, when they had like the the machine, like all the nerds were making the, the the time machine, essentially, and all this was going on, it's like, this is this has gone too far for a film that's like Groundhog's Day, but with murder. And it's like, I loved the first one, but this one is like, this is just, no, you should have left us alone. Yeah. So... And just, and it's all, oh, now, now everyone's affected, and I was like, I, nope... Take it back. Like if it was a, a physical purchase, I would have returned it to the shop. <laughs> so, oh, you. I know you're all closing down, but I want my money back. <laughs> and the uh, last one was that weird John Travolta film, The Fanatic. The fin- you motherfucker. The Fanatic. So that one where he's got a weird haircut. A high bowl cut. Fuck you, I didn't have a fucking bowl cut. I ain't a fucking bowl cut. <laughs> it's just the fringe, really. It's supposed to be 
kind of combed over when you've no got any gel and just sits there like a fucking Aye. poker. <laughs> Let's put Mike in a Hawaiian shirt and some jorts. Uh, <laughs> see, I've seen that haircut, I just said nope. <laughs> It, it, it's, it's just when he's doing all this stuff on like the Hollywood trip and he's trying to be like an English police officer uh, and yeah. it's just like oh and he is he's just this obsessed fan and turns out his, his fucking fan crush is a total turns out to be a dickhead to him it's like yeah. oh well the thing is like, like when I seen the trailer for it I thought this looks alright even though it looks horrendously bad mm-hmm. and I mean like it's John Travolta there Nick Cage <laughs> Nick, Nick well, never bothered picking up that. Be like, kind of like one hour, one hour photo-ish. Yeah. I, John Travolta probably hoped that as well. John Travolta probably hoped for that. I guess like the year before, folk were saying he was horrendous in that fucking... Oh, Gotti. Gotti, aye. Aye. And like now, because he, he's obviously got like learning difficulties in this film, eh? Mm-hmm. And I mean, fair play to John Travolta for fucking... Either winter. either wearing a wig or yeah, exactly, like, because he looks a bit like Simple Jack. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just as the way it goes about, like saying it's it's just mad. It's like one of the films that like, you would kind of probably not watch again. Yeah. But if folk talk about it, you'd be like, oh, like it's it's horrendously bad, but it's funny mm. in a way. Like you, like you could probably watch it with, like pals and just like take the piss out of it. I, a good film I, I, for a, a friend's movie quality commentary. I but no. But literally, no. It's like, it's like, when I've seen <laughs> folk, when I've seen, seen folk uh, talk about the film, like literally the first line in the film is John Travolta telling the guy behind the desk to go for a shit. <laughs> kind of reminds me of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking being honest. Need a shite, I'm going to do a shite. But uh, it's just it's fucking the fact they're directed by Fred Durst as well. Eh? That's why I've got a lot of attention, right enough. And it's just ah. Uh, Has he done anything else? No. Nah. And they fucking they, they, they play his music a lot, uh, in it, they, and there's like guys like this is you like this music? Don't just done. It's like biscuit. Let's turn it up. And like oh, uh, why? It's like drums only do that in any of his films. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see a fucking Dracula fucking playing on loop all the way through? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I never heard any stuff on Three for Hell this year. <laughs> so yeah, they were my three... And that's, I didn't really hate films. I just looked at my letterbox and arranged my list by like lowest rated and they were the top three and I was like, fair enough. Because yeah. I don't go on my way to hate films. Yeah. I generally like everything. Apart for those. Fuck those. Andy, we all know you hate Holmes and Watson. Yeah. Let's tick that box right there. Yeah. What else do you hate this year? The, or the worst film? remakes. Oh! Oh, that's controversial. Well, actually... Lion King, I hate it. <gasps> Fuck Seth Rogen's singing abilities. It ruined that song. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Stick to stoner, co- stoner fucking comedies. <laughs> Um, I hate it fucking Dumbo okay fucking uh, I just did the best the... bit about the original Dumbo is the crows and obviously that's politically incorrect now <laughs> they took all the racism at my cartoons <laughs> yes. see like I just thought the new Dumbo like going by the trailer it just looked very fucking weird yeah like the, the 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 balloon elephant like I remember watching like the cartoon as a kid and like that's yeah, like it's like a psychedelic trip 
And then to kind of see Tim Burton's version of it with CGI, it's like, I don't want to. Danny DeVito's in it as well. I know. Yeah, he's a ringmaster. Yeah. Is this one, like, is Colin Michael Farrell. Keaton and Michael Keaton as well? Eh? I think so. Colin yeah, he's in it as well. I've never I, seen it. I've never had the urge to watch it. I, like, none of the Disney remakes this year. I'll just try to force my parents to watch it and then I say, oh, can't make his day this anymore. <laughs> I thought it was like watching like, like that's terrible at, isn't like, it looking at other people's like reviews the only one that they seem to actually quite enjoy is Aladdin no, say, no, that wasn't bad mm-hmm. it's because they fucking cast it better mm. they got Will Smith to be somebody who I just didn't think I just didn't think I just didn't think Will Smith would have been a good genie but focusing he was actually pretty good isn't it, it wasn't mm. bad mm-hmm. aye but um, fucking Lion King oh I always remember. Nah, I just tried to get woke it, as fuck. It, it was pissed me off. Almost like being so done like a ne- shot. So there was Neil and John songs in the Lion King. There is. Was, was there something similar? Sung by an African woman. Yeah. Well, they could have at least got fucking Taranegger in at least. Eh? They had. <laughs> um, it was supposed to be like shot for shot, and then like, this film's on for about two hours, like half an hour longer than like the real Lion King, and you're like, well, what's there was that? a lot then, of it. it was fucking like identical to the cartoon. Yeah, and but I think the other half an hour's like just Beyonce like got a Beyonce her own. Aye, Beyonce got her own song in it. Like Simba's mum's got a few tracks. Like, did she? Why? <laughs> well, it's Beyonce. We, like, we had who, to probably who all the women who done the like voice of Scar campaigns for fucking hmm? who done the voice of Scar this time round. Oh, it because it was Jeremy Irons in the cartoon. I remember uh, that. It was uh, every fucking casting decision was. Questionable. A bar. Oh no! Bar I mean, like, it had to be fucking um, big names for every fucking role in the it, film. Because they had Seth Rogen. Who was he? He was, he uh, was the, Pumba. Yeah, was he Pumba, right? Coming to fucking Timon was. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I just didn't think that looked like Scar. Chewetel uh, Edgy Four. Ah, I like him as well. He's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I've still not seen 12 Years a Slave and it's on my Netflix watch list. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Billy Eichner was Timon. I think it was that, like, that Billy on the Street guy. Uh... Yeah, so. I think that's. But, aye. I've, I think I watched it and I was like, it was fine. But, it was just. just pissed me off. I just heard too much about like Beyonce. Getting the, the lion share. A whole album. She got paid the mist of the hair, like merely the whole cast. Aye. It's like, you're shite here. Just <laughs> gear up. Your fucking man doesn't even although I see you. that. Although I see that, uh, I'm assuming Jay Z's streaming service has went downhill because all his stuff is now back on Spotify. <laughs> Title shite. <laughs> um, aye, and then. One I was kind of disappointed with because, like, I haven't seen the original Pet Cemetery, right? So I didn't have a clue what was going to happen. But after watching like ten minutes, I kind of figured out the end. Aye. Although I did enjoy the fucking neighbour. What's his name? The uh, guy John Thur- Lefko. Yeah. He was. He, his character was good. He was well acted, but aye. The rest of it, it was just shit. The original was actually... I, I, I watched the original on the morning before going to see the remake. Yeah. And the original's different. Like, the twist... Like the, the kid dying is different. It's the wee boy that dies in the original. Ah, see, that was something that got wrong. I did assume that it was going to be the wee boy. Mm-hmm. 
But then I thought, no, how's he got to kill his whole family? He's like, fucking but then, free. but then that fucking apparently that's what we were saying. Like on the second trailer, they showed that it was the daughter that died. Right. And, and people were going fucking mental. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought it was I thought it was bonkers towards the end. It was it was completely different for the original. Like the ending uh, was totally different. Yeah. And it was quite bonkers. But it was all right, wasn't it? Well, it was like a amazing. tiny wee lassie, like dragged her more fucking like eight miles. Uh, dropped her up a vertical wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck it. Ah, it didn't really make any sense, but Aye. it was just a bit just coming bonkers. back for the dead. <laughs> really? Mm, it a bit it's, bonkers. it's Stephen King. And why does a... the cat have to, uh, like like I said a stroke? It's just like one side of his face is just. <laughs> oh, what was that name? side died ah, uh, church. church. Uh, that side died quicker than the rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I do remember that having like a surprisingly bleak ending. Going oh oh no. Oh dear! Like, this is... uh, it was it was a wee bit fucking thing with me. It's just like the Lordy's lying sleeping in the car. And it's like, aye, and it's like uh, here, fucking lunch. <laughs> but aye, and I, I think I, I had like a pet cemetery weekend. I watched like the original, like the first one, then the second one, and then I'd watched the newer one. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I can mind about the originals. Like, is there a wolf or something in it? No, the second one. The second one is like the dog. Uh, it's like a white. Yeah. Like a white. Uh, I can't remember the dog. It's made about the pet than the fucking. Nah, because there's like an abusive stepdad gets brought back. Like, they accidentally kill He's him. Fucking, like, that's it's the Clancy old, Brown. The only good thing about that second film is. They did choose that. Because it's fucking Edward Furlong, like the kid for Terminator 2, like what looks like a week after he finished Terminator 2, <laughs> right into this one. It's like the same haircut, same clays. <laughs> Riding a bike, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's all I had. Cool. The rest are really general. Just avoided. Yeah, because mm. you knew, they knew you knew they would hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> did you watch any Hellboy? I did, but I never really was here or there. But I didn't really. I, I wouldn't didn't dislike it, but I didn't blow your mind. I wouldn't have said it was horrendous. What folk were saying it was. It wasn't as good as the Guillermo del Toro ones, mm. but. And again, it wasn't a... I was kind of like, right, let's find something really exciting for David Harbour to do. Yeah. And just kind of get that crowd and then maybe your Stranger Things people and Mophie EastEnders <laughs> and it's like, what? I had a laugh at that. Like. And you're like, well, eyes. And Mila Jovovich clearly feeds off the souls of children because she does not age. It uh, makes me feel like it was a film to set up another film, but it's not done as good as they thought. And so it's, it's like, cancelled. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's an Amazon TV series ready to launch. No. Nah, no bother. Right, Mike? Um, so, out of the three I've showed, I went with It Chapter 2. Oh. You fucking loser. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but like, I thought the first, like, we, we rewatched the first one the day before. I think that was maybe the second time we were watching it, and it was like the first one was all right. Like I mm-hmm. still prefer like Tim Curry's Pennywise. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> but folks could be fair to that. But I still like I still it. enjoyed like the whole stuff where um, the fucking the redneck kid when it kills his dad and yeah. the, mm. and I and I was I was, I was Henry hoping Bowers, uh, Henry uh, Henry Bowers I uh, and I was I was praying and hoping that someone was kind of going to come along. In the second one, and we did, we got that, but oh my god! I actually, I felt like we were watching like Avengers Endgame at one point because of the whole revisiting fucking like 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 scenarios and stuff like that. Mm. 
I just it dragged on as well. Like I wasn't doing myself the best favours, but like, like I was at the bit where James McAvoy was at the fun fair, mm-hmm. and then I was like, I still got another fucking hour. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, it was, it was overdrawn, and I mean, obviously, I knew how they were going. I thought the whole demise of Pennywise was pretty much the exact same as what the TV was, but probably the same as the book, even though I've not read it. Mm-hmm. But I just. I didn't think it was that good, eh? I just felt myself a bit bored and all that, eh? I mean, I I thought the opening scene with the whole, with the gay couple was, was pretty good. Yeah. And uh, and then it kind of just got a wee bit too drawn out and stuff. I, I did feel like one of those ones where it was like, it, I think it took me two nights to watch it. And it was just one who was like, man... They did seem a lot more going on. I mean, I probably, out my preference, I do probably do like the first one more than the second one, I reckon it was just because it flowed yeah. better, or if it was just the fact there was a kid cast, and then it's like, right, these are adults, versions of the kids, but they couldn't leave the kids alone, so they had to still kind of go back and show you some stuff of the kids, uh, and adults. was like, right, I think you had to be one or the other. Um, but I think if they'd cut half an hour out yet, it maybe would have been a wee bit more enjoyable. And I had high hopes for that one as well, just because of, like, it's Bill Hader. Like I fucking love Bill Hader. He I looks thought, great. Let's let. I thought Bill Hader was actually. Let's no do bad. like let's see more of him doing like dramatic horror stuff. And like this is great. We've never seen this side of him. So, but it was uh, to me at the end. It's like too long to watch uh, again. It's just but, flat. Yeah, I never done the hunt for me. So he's willing to be getting the a like combo super, box set. Where they just put them together. Six six audios long. Oh, <laughs> that right. is a mini series then. And the kind of chop them at me like the book. Aye. Oh no! The only thing I know about the book is supposed to be there's like a, a teen orgy in it. Like everyone's I like. Haven't looked at that yet. Yeah. Well, there you go. I think. <laughs> well, I think the <coughs> the losers club get lucky one night. Yeah. And I was like, there's only one girl. Oh, that poor girl. Aye. <laughs> Apparently they all shagged her. So, <laughs> um, the other one on my list uh, was Shazam. Aye. Well, I see that on my fucking good list, you did. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, right, but I watched the trailer, right, and I thought, all right, this, this looks fun. And there was just so many problems with the film that I had there. Eh? Like, wasn't it, wasn't it depressing enough to be a DC film? <laughs> no, 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 that. I just. Again, I thought it was too long. I thought like Mark Strong's like performance of the villain was fucking shite. He's he's had too many villain roles at this point. Whereas like right, he need he needs to go away for a while because Aye. it's like oh you again. And, like did they kill you in the other film? <laughs> but I I can um, see that as criticism. well. The whole like the dad aged like looked the fucking same as what he did like thirty years later on when he was in that building complex. Ah, uh, so Mark Strong's went for like wee uh, boy to Mark Strong, and the dad's uh, still the same. Ah, uh, like it didn't even look like he had to be fucking even aged. I just, as well, I just some people just have kid genes, mate. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like I just like I, th- I thought all, all the good bits were in the trailer, right? And I, and I just to be fair, I wasn't a fan of the whole like kids getting the powers, like I, I like that. Like, bit. The last, like, just kind of like oh, just, super family. Yeah, like they're all shazam. Com- oh fuck knows. I've never like read the comic or that, but I expect that family to be fighting the Rock in the coming years. Yeah, they will be soon. But like, I was, <laughs> like, 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 I was feeling surprised at how much I didn't like it. Same like, like as well. Like I, I thought like Captain Marvel fell flat for me as well. Mm. 
and that. Because oh, no, no, like I, I generally didn't think that like Jude Law was a convincing bad guy and that, and it just he looked laughable. And I, I mean there was like I enjoyed the whole stuff with fucking like the Stan Lee cameo and the whole stuff mm. with Sam Jackson, but Captain Marvel fell short for me this year as well. Yeah, she mm. was, it was just how smug she was. It's like I'm better than you, you can't hurt me. <laughs> But it was that honest trailer. They fucking nailed something that I've never noticed it, but now I can't unseen it. Uh, and there was the repeated message like, Carol, you need to like calm your emotions. You need stop being so emotional. And every short she has like no emotion on her face. And like, stop being so emotional. And just this fucking plain Jane, uh, no look. Like, I just reminded the fucking photo they said they are like, it's our side by side, but our comic book version is mm. like. Like voluptuous, curvy as fuck, and then flattest ass in the air. <laughs> it's like you're standing in her costume, and it's like in her ears, it's just all fucking crinkled, baggy. Oh, but in the um, comic, she's got a big, huge ass. But the, the other one I've got on my list is like, it's one of the films where I'm not going to tell you the end in it, but you really have to go and check out this film because it just gets batshit crazy in the middle and the end and that's Serenity oh, with Matthew McConaughey and um, Anne Hathaway no. yeah. it's like a Sky Cinema original that's right. <laughs> and uh, it's like, like the start because like, Jason Clark's in there as well mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's like you would think right, that, that film's not going to fail oh, but it did have like a suspenseful trailer because uh, what's it Anne Hathaway convinces Matthew oh, Matthew uh, McConaughey's like a fisherman no, not a fisherman. Aye, yeah, uh, aye, and Jason Clark's an abusive husband, and Anne Hathaway's like, kill my husband for me, and like save your son as well, and all that. And it's yeah, like usually like, like the the plot point, like the the twist, like towards like the half of the film, and you're thinking, you're just really fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then, so so they stuck the knife in you at that point. And then when you get to the very fucking end, they fucking twisted it, oh. <laughs> and they even they made you look even more fucking stupid. It's one of the films where I only want folk to watch it to experience what fucking I did when I watched it because I text him and I was like, I'm fucking in hysterics laughing at this like ending of the film, and uh, because it's fucking it's mad. It's like it's almost like one of the films where it's so bad that it's good. Oh, mm-hmm. the other films I hate. Bad films, it's good. <laughs> but it's on Sky if you want to watch it. So I'm not questioning him. Mm-hmm. Wait, well, what have you done here, fucking Sky? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. If, if, all right, if you if you stream it, I'll no question. I'll just cost you ninety minutes of your life. Oh, I will. I want to keep that day, but it's too much. <laughs> right. Um, what we're we looking forward to this year? Mm. I need my papers. <laughs> <laughs> Quite Place 2 was one on that one. Can, uh... Yes, uh, uh, when's that? Uh, is that about April, I think? Uh, yeah, April. I was thinking, I was wondering if it was going to do the same and kind of come out in February again. Or I'll probably go to the cinema and see it this time, though, just because I want to see what it's like. It's get the, the intense uh, Because yeah, yeah, I still remember, like, because I was like, I was like to Michelle, I was like, remember, I was like, there's no talking in this film. So, like, we, she crammed the fucking volume up. And, uh, and then obviously like, there's the got a sound though <laughs> <laughs> a tin of beans drops on the ground the ceiling like, cracks like, fucking turn it down <laughs> Aye, that's it get to the cinema buy like fucking bang middle centre seats and go with the biggest bag of Doritos known to mankind <laughs> where you get right to your elbow rustling 
<laughs> I would have been rustling. I'd just be sitting there crunching the bag. <laughs> but I just want to see that. Just the fact that, oh, they're finally going to leave safety and go to uncharted territory. Yeah. And, and then it look, by the looks of the trailer, it's Scobby Mayer flashbacks for a new society character. falling apart. Ah, a new character that gets introduced. Yeah. Who they come across who looks like Scobie Is it going to be kind of like the same sort of timeline? So is the bear uh, going to be. Exactly after. So it's like the next day, but it looks it. They're walking about carrying so the So they didn't bury the dad then. Well, they <laughs> have to go try and fight him. Yeah, he's like, oh, <laughs> we got his foot. I think it's his foot. Why am I talking right now? It's <laughs> 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 like the first thing I would do is like try to find the military and fucking militarise my hearing that my dad built. Mm-hmm. It's like, because it's like all through the first film, it's all like, they're invincible. How could we stop them? But all like that, all scribbled in the walls and different newspaper articles. And I know, what was it? Was it no the fucking. The signs from Mel Gibson, were like the way for them to defeat the alien was like rain. Water. Water, aye. 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 The guy went to hit him and it's like you hit a glacier by mistake and the water goes on. Like, <laughs> but they kind of hinted at it because like, the only person that was safe was a guy on an island. <laughs> That was like surrounded, completely surrounded by water, and like he was the only one that was to get affected by aliens. <laughs> They're just a kid in the pool. Come get me! Come get me! Come on! Fuck you. <laughs> uh, I, we don't know anything about it yet, but supposedly we will get Godzilla vs King Kong this year. Yeah, that's on my list. That's uh, for <laughs> as it drops to the floor, Andrew. Thank you, sir. So that was like. Scheduled for March and then has been pushed to November. I've still not and seen uh, King of the Monsters. King of the Monsters, yeah. yeah. And that's I, I I never seen that on a lot of people's end of the year lists. But it's just like oh, I've I, seen it on a lot of worst films of the year. Yeah, well, I I guess I'd show up there sooner, but it's a shame because I do I do feel it's like kind of just like a Transformers movie, but with better or well to me better characters because it's like it's all these Toho monsters. And like, although my... I do understand why Godzilla's shagging a moth. I suppose it's a thing for back in the day. Like when I'm watching some old ones, oh, they liked each other then as well. You still know, uh, convince Margaret to let you buy the Criterion collection. Oh, the the one hundred and fifty pound fifteen Blu-ray. Fuck art you. book. They even do it, you know. How? Don't even do it. What do you mean? Did he? How? Because they're all shit films. I'm curious to watch them. What well, download them then? I've watched. I wouldn't spend under fifty quid on films for the fucking fifties and forties and shitties. Shitties. <laughs> from the seventies. <laughs> but it's it's fif- got the... fifteen films for one hundred and fifty pounds. It's terrible. Uh, unfortunately, it's a big A three book, and they're in it like CDs. A box set would have been amazing, but every picture I've seen is like DVD shelf in this big mammoth thing in the middle. Full. Of, it's like a. Coffee table book. It's like my fucking edition there, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I kind of stick it in my, Cause my it's like shelf a, thing. A fucking vinyl it. records uh, as well. Yeah. <laughs> Aye. See, that's like when special editions get too special. Um, but yeah, I'm, like Godzilla vs. King Kong, when some footage of that eventually comes out, that'll be cool. Mm. Um, Christopher Nolan's got his big you one this year. You, I know, I was like, go on, let's talk about one at a time, motherfucker. <sighs> I guess I've only got four, so I kind of just, just well, three actually, because one of these came out last year. Oh. It man Pretty four. He's breaking the fucking rules, this cunt. I'm sorry, Holmes. 
Aye, Holmes. <laughs> that is technically the exact same as this fucking situation. So, yes, yeah, so we won't talk about it, but I did have Ip Man 4 and realised that came out. Is it on Netflix? Mm, I, I, it came out on, it was either Christmas Day or the 31st of December. Hmm. Somewhere. Not here, anyway, because I don't have it yet. Hmm. Is I, that I, all your list? I had uh, three others. Sorry, no. Two others. We could wait until you finish my fucking list. <laughs> so one of them is Edgar Wright's new one. Oh, okay, <laughs> but shame. again, we don't know anything fucking about it. So what was it called? Last Night in Soho. Ah, right. I've not seen anything about it. So no, I've so. just seen a poster. And I, I just it. like I I just like the films that these guys these guys do. So yeah, because Baby Driver was yeah really fucking good. Even if Ken Spacey did fucking kid. I don't remember that part. Not in the film, but you know. There was a more than one kid. So there, there was a screen cap uh, from Call of Duty. It was advanced warfare that he was in. Yeah, and it's like him in a jeep looking over and it's like, "There's a great junior high just up the road from here." (laughs) And it's just a capture saying, "Some scenes don't age well." (laughs) It's like, "Oh, aye," but yeah. Tenant, King Kong, and Last Night in Soho are films I'm looking forward to, but the only thing we've actually got to look at is that Tenant. Ah, Tenant. It looks fucking trippy, what? like. The Christopher Nolan. Nolan. I've never looked at that. Yeah. So it's like, basically, it's like, they come across things that haven't happened yet. Yeah, and they're there to stop it. Minority Report? Uh, maybe. But just and, more uh, broader things. Yeah, because it's that, uh, that David John David Washington uh, John David Washington uh, mm-hmm. and who else has done it again fuck somebody else in it no, can't remember who mm-hmm. but it looks pretty good though yeah I, watched, I think I watched the trailer on New Year's Day in the toilet at work nice and after my, did, did, after, after my service and thought did you fill the bowl going oh <laughs> this looks good <laughs> <laughs> But now it looks, it looks quite good. What you got on your list, Mike? Uh, so I've got uh, Bad Boys for Life because oh. I fucking love one and two. I think I think it comes out next week. Lawrence's face is putting me off. He's, he's, turning, in, he's, he's turning into Big Mama now. <laughs> he's in a dual stroke. He's got like the, 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 the frog neck now. Oh, it just doesn't look like he should be in an action film. <laughs> I know, he is. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it does. Like, I've, I've only watched the first trailer, so I've not seen anything else. And I'm quite glad that they've got Joe Pantolano back. Oh, as, uh, yeah. Because everybody loves a bit of Joey Pants. <laughs> it's just that point in the trailer where it seems like they have a, a squad now where it's like, right, it's them. Or they've been fired and they're now leading an operation and it's a bunch of young kids and they're all singing, bad boys, bad boys. And they're all singing the songs like, no, you're not going to do that. Stop, stop singing. Stop singing. That's not, that's not for you. That's what Will Smith's saying to That's not me talking to the telly. As well, but, like, <laughs> uh, a, a, no. like, I know as well that, like, Michael Bay's not on a day with this. Aye. Oh, aye. So, it'll be interesting to see how they go, because... Oh, well, like, fucking bad boys filming the explosions. Nah, it does look like it's got, like, some, like, proper, decent, like, action scenes and stuff, but, like, this, like, people fucking hated the second one. I didn't understand why. I thought the second one was fucking really good. Honestly, I can't mind. Maybe it's just because, maybe it's just because I was juvenile at the time and, like, it was funny watching, like, 
fucking Martin Lawrence on my ecstasy and all that and fucking <laughs> I just remember rat shrugging aye rats fucking in the the rats and aye the fuck like us he's straight power driving it it's so fucking funny it's so funny it's the people directing it just mystifies me I don't want to be culturally insensitive but I just feel like some Saudi prince has bought the franchise it's directed by uh, Adil El Abari and Balil uh, Falal uh, that's like, that's maybe they're just Saudis, uh, the Saudis have bought it or maybe they're just like fans of the film and exactly it's it. like we need to do another one it's like no you can't well it's here's like the, all this like money that, oh well maybe we can be, it's going to be like the episode I uh, saw so with Sunny with the mate with the wet and five eh? <laughs> God's sake <laughs> 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 I'm for stepping awesome. uh, the other one on the list is surprisingly is a uh, Wonder Woman 84 alright oh, aye I quite like looking at the trailer at that They'll have yeah. to explain how Chris Pine. Aye, that's put me off it. Survives, because it's like he's. Because I understand how he could survive the aeroplane. He could luckily get out in time and. Mm-hmm. But not age. Yeah, he wakes up. He's like Captain America. Yeah, he does seem to have frozen in time. So it's almost like aliens, but he's in hypersleep for all these years. Yeah, was basically because he's like. If this is art and he goes into a fucking bucket. Trash can. Ah, he's like, no, that's oh, a bin. A like, oh. I, like, I thought you were frozen, not retarded. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but ah, it does look, does look pretty good. Because so, I said, what I do. Stuart's only want to see it because his girlfriend's in it. Which one? <laughs> oh, yeah. Fucking. Uh, yeah. I was cheetah. So it's like, combines my love of Kirsten Wig and furries together. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna have her as a cat lady. Oh. I don't they fucking fluffy dressing goods on a bit. That's all the tails we show up the arse. Oh. <laughs> so that's what was in the bag last week. I thought you wanted to be fucking. That's why you, there's things missing for your kilt. Where's my fucking socks? What's my skin do? And a feather duster went missing as well. Oh no. <laughs> so, um, ah, I forgot about her showing up in that. Uh, what is the fucking the state of play for superheroes this year anyway because Marvel we are getting Black yeah, Widow Black Widow um, we're getting which I think that kind of pisses me off what's the point in it true it's a bit late but the, tra- the trailer looks not bad I think I would go to see it in cinemas but unless they fucking bring her back alive and fucking doctors it was strange. like oh um, I mean, no, it's not meant to be it's meant to be it's a like, prequel oh aye I can aye, but like, that, that, that's what I'm saying what's the point in showing a prequel to a character that's dead just mm. for money 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 <laughs> we're not getting is it no Eternals at the end of the year yes that's the other one where the, the most culturally diverse cast and like every so colour in the rainbow is included you know different bands <laughs> <laughs> pretty much <laughs> Camille Nanjiani's in there as well um, we might be wait Camille oh Nanjiani Jolie aye yeah, but they've, he's, he's had like the, the Marvel uh, workout yes did you see what they've done where they put him on uh, Pornhub aye it's like the muscle section aye uh, muscular men is now just a picture of him they, used, they had a nickname for him in that TV show uh, Silicon Valley where he kind of considers himself as the Pakistani Denzel Washington. Uh, and now he's got this fucking body and now it's just the Pakistani Denzel memes have gone wild. <laughs> <laughs> so is it just two and a whole bunch of Disney Plus shows or something? I think so. No, Doctor Strange, is that this year? No, that's, I think it's 21. 
Thor. Because the director's Love dropped Thunder. out. That's no for a couple of years still. Yep. Third, um, Pygmy, Guardians of the Galaxy. Nah, nah that's off the slate. Because Hingway's busy Wait, do we get suits? Do we get Suicide Squad this year? Birds no, we get uh, Birds of Prey in February. But that's no Marvel. Yeah. Ah, yeah, that's true. It's DC though, so... I've, I, never, I've never seen the trailer. Every, everyone seems to have changed their opinion after this new trailer. Everyone wants to I see, see it, it now. It's, it's now got an added bit on the title. It's no longer just Birds of Prey. Uh, like, I think it has always been the emancipation of blah, 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 blah. Aye. Hugh McGregor's a villain, eh? Aye, and the, the first thing he'd done in the new trailer was put on the black mask. And I was like, that was the only thing was my gripe about the first trailer because he plays the black mask. He's in a white suit, not wearing a black mask. What the fuck is going on here? Put on the black mask. What and like the the DC villain, like for the third or fourth Batman uh, Arkham game? I thought that was maybe the Joker. Nah, uh, it might have turned out to be in the game, but it was the villain was oh, it was Arkham Origins or something. So it was a prequel one. But aye, Hugh McGregor plays Black Mask, so and that's it. He puts the mask on in this trailer, so I'm like, yay, that's one gripe taken care of. But just suppose it's rated R as well. But who are the other women? It's like somebody Canary and uh, Huntress. It's it's a bunch of DC women. So it's like her own Suicide Squad. So it's going to be the get what go broke. Fucking scenario. Mm. When the fucking womanizer film it doesn't make name oh, on Female it. director, exactly. female writers, whole female cast. It, it, it's making name money. It will. All the women will go see it. Women do want to see women. Women want to see muscular men. Yeah, but there's there's And then men want to see muscular men fighting other muscular men. They do want to see women beating up men. Because that's just that goes against. Is that another reason? Was that another reason why that Charlie's Angel reboot failed? But that doesn't make sense because I always been that. Yeah, I know that's what I didn't get. Or was it no that did they no fuck up with Charlie? Did they no make it a fucking woman or some shit? Or ah yeah, because Charlie was he was Bill Murray and the no that was that was his assistant. Because I meant, ah, well, Charlie then, be the man. It was Bernie Mark or something. Ah, because it was a man's voice that was always coming out like the, like the, the fucking speaker thing. Because the original so. films, it was the same guy who'd done the same voice. Ah, right. The kit off a Night Rider. Right. That guy mm. was the voice of Charlie. Ah, right. Hmm. But I'm sure they're fucking, there's something stupid like they made fucking Charlie fucking a woman or some shit ah. like that. Yeah. And well, then the third one I've got on my list is Halloween Kills. Just oh, aye. Kind of, yeah. I'm so, interested to see. What's that? But is that just like a sequel to so the newest Halloween? It's going to be. Yeah. They're going to hear this one, and then they're, they're, it's going to be a two part, uh-huh. and they're going to hear the final one next year, which it's is called Halloween. Where he finally gets killed. They go the, finally the, the title kill suggests it. That says Halloween ends, the third one. Aye. So Halloween, Halloween kills, Halloween ends. Because that was then like, like the build, the last one is like the final confrontation between Myers and Laurie Strode. Mm-hmm. And I, that was more like one of my gripes where it was the fact that like nothing was was, was resolved. Mm-hmm. Now, like they locked him in a burn, burning fucking cellar basement, and he just aye. disappears. But then in the that wee 30 second behind the scenes thing, obviously, I reckon if it's because it's been early, but like, there's like no sign of like burnt damage or nothing on him and stuff, so folk are like, well, maybe you should have waited before posting that on like your social media pages. Mm. But 
it'll be interesting. But they've been bringing back fucking everybody involved. Eh? Yeah, they've, I got, they've got the they've got two. They've got the original last to play the real asset in the first thing, and then they've got the what's his name? Tommy. I uh, who is it played him? He was in like fucking eighties films. He played the blonde haired kid in Edward Scissorhands. The one that like bullied him. Ah fuck! How can I tell you? And then they've got the nurse as well. And right. Then I think that's it. Mm. Ah, I forgot about those. Mm. But that's like October. I think we're looking at. Uh, I think we're actually looking at going to Florida next October because she wants to go and do that Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. And I was like, well, that would be the perfect time to go because we'll see the third one there as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, <clears throat> that? I do you have anything else, Andrew? I could any. My, the rest of my ones I'm looking forward to. Just ask me once and then fucking do Wait, is it Holmes and Watson? Aye. Uh, <laughs> the sequel. <laughs> no, just two Holmes, two Watson. <laughs> the Gentleman. Oh, aye. Might see that. I was, I was going to go and see it tonight, but weather permitting, I didn't carry the ball. Hmm. Bloodshot. Oh, that that's really Vin good. Diesel comic book hang, eh? Oh, it looks good. But it's like he's fucking, he's a soldier that's just in control of this company. Right. And he's indestructible, his blood is fucking nanites, so he ah. can repair as quick as he gets damaged. But then he, they implant memories into him to make him think he was a soldier and all like that, but he starts to get his real memories back and finds out what happened to him and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Underwater, I want to see just to aye, see. Looks... Oh, what the creature is! I want to come what they are just to see that. No, no, the car, the car sh- looks shite. Case Stew, eh? Case Stew, Case Stew, that fucking dirty bitch. <laughs> That's me, King Kong, fucking Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just seen a poster and it was just like King versus God. Who's going to be the baddie? Well, or are they going to hear me? Is it going to be Superman versus yeah, Batman? Yeah, they realise they have the same mother. They need team together. <laughs> <laughs> to They'll fight. team up to fight the other fucking cunt. Aye, ah, like King Kong's about to put his fucking foot down on Godzilla's face <laughs> and, and it just goes, Mark, Mark, Mothra! And he's like, <gasps> That's my mother. Flashback. I just, I just noticed there wasn't actually the one I put on my fucking list and it was that uh, Richard Jewell. Oh yeah! Aye, I want to see that. that I was good yeah. to see if I could get that downloaded tonight. So I don't think that screen is it for it yet. I thought it would be close. It, it should be close because I think that would be an Oscar. Well, there is, there is, there is copies of the lighthouse. It. Yep. Aye. Wasn't sure I, about that. I seen somebody put that at the top of their worst of the year. Eh? I watched it last night. Alright, what did you think? It's like shining in a lighthouse. It's it's really fucking weird, but it's so many similar themes in the sense Aye. that. Isolation. I've seen a clip about <laughs> Willem Dafoe talking to Rota Passing about his lobster. That, <laughs> uh, the poor boy gets his heart broken. Um, but it is, it's, it's great how they filmed it because it's like the. the it's filmed the, in 4.9 or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, and it's black and white, and it's just the two of them in a lighthouse. Robert Patterson's like the new guy there. Fucking Willem Dafoe's been there all the time, and. He's like, oh, you're not scrubbing the floors, right? And he's giving them shit. The only time they get along with each other is when they're absolute shit-faced. And they get stranded, so they don't get any more food. They don't get any more booze. So they start catching their own food, making their own booze. And just, like, just the isolation starts driving them crazy. And starts having dreams about mermaids. And oh, wow. there's tentacles. And Ooh, fun. 
fucking spunk at one point and mm. <laughs> it's, it's, so they're just things like what's going on what what is at the top of the lighthouse <laughs> he fucking fell asleep and woke up in japan <laughs> just when the four above him going <laughs> welcome to the lighthouse <laughs> the amount of just farting in a film they just Willem Dafoe was like I don't know if it was part of the film or just him in life where you just walk around and you just fart just with the way your body moves and every time he sits down or falls over and falls asleep he's like Pow. But I thought you were going to say it was like Blazing Saddles with a meat and potatoes. Eating meat inside. But aye, that is, it's a strange one but I'm glad I saw it. It was like I need to watch it again with subtitles because they've just got that uh like that local talk where they talk fast and it's a heavy accent and it's like what, what the fuck are they saying and it's just but you could understand kind of what they're going on about but I'd get a better understanding if there were subtitles under it hmm. so but that was like the last film I managed to cram in um, I mean is there any films that we haven't touched on that deserves one or two minutes of discussion no <laughs> you no. done just this fucking the big finale to the fucking ten years of superheroes. Oh, movies. aye, Endgame. Aye, I liked it. I definitely like. I think I at the time I thought it was fucking fantastic. Aye. Like the the whole moment where the event, like uh, they assemble the Avengers and they all come back with the portals and it's just like yes, it's like fucking ten years they've, they've done it and they spoiled it with the walk. The, the, the that's yes, you can say that, and it's <laughs> oh look, I saw the females all stand at the same place. What they gonna do? Fuck all. Like we're Tony all... Stark does it. I'm mad. <laughs> oh, <I do. laughs> but it was just like okay, everyone gets their moment to shine. I guess you can't make a man look weak, so make a teenage boy look weak. Okay, Peter Parker, you're you're in trouble. Let's get all the ladies together to help you. E- yes, even you, the wasp, get over here. <laughs> Uh, so I it it is it's totally taken up like a, a diversity box or something it's like everyone's like yeah. that moment for you but it's like so on the nose I feel like if I, as a woman's like did it have to be that fucking obvious yeah <laughs> so it's like yeah, I still prefer Infinity War the Endgame aye I, Infinity War is just that much better because I, I I think like when also when I watched Endgame I think I went to like the 12 o'clock show and like bang on like lunchtime on the day it come out mm-hmm. and when fucking Thor like took it fucking Thanos I thought really? <laughs> let's get it done I was just like what? aye I was like so what the fuck are we doing for the next three hours then? <laughs> <laughs> and then it was the whole like fucking time travel thing and I mean like some of it was pretty cool like the whole like, like Captain America fight and all that was pretty aye. good <coughs> I thought um um, like Hulk half fucking Bruce Banner thing was pretty funny. Oh, like Scientist Hulk. That yeah. kind of pissed me off, to be honest. I was alright with was it. One, it was, I the, one of the things I didn't like. It was kind of all the way. I was like, let's get the Hulk, but keep his character. It was kind of like them trying to get the best of both worlds. Of it, it could just be Mark Ruffalo. And but I'm sure in the comics he's like that. That kind of Hulk is a bad guy. Because uh, I I was trying to think if I remember them like that in the comics, but it was making me more think of uh, Beast from X Men, where ah, it's a big blue beast, but he's cultured and he could talk, and that's what I was kind of mistaking him with. Saying, oh, of course he was like that in the comics, but it wasn't. It was somebody else. Um, I liked 
Well, the the whole like Thor Lebowski thing was kind of well done because you were not expecting Fat Four yeah. and him just sitting somewhere in Scotland yeah, yeah, yeah. drinking Iron Brew, playing Fortnite. Playing Fortnite. <laughs> I mean, uh, I was fucking buzzing. When oh, fucking a Korg. Korg, Korg was there because like, I love Korg the Ragnarok. Yeah. Was wasn't he like a was it Meek or Meat? Meek. I was there on the couch as well. And they're just sitting <laughs> drinking beer, playing Fortnite, and shouting at fucking hackers. Um, uh. What was it? Is it Thor? He called me a name again. Uh, is he called me a dickhead? He called me a dickhead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is it right, Noob Master Six? <laughs> um, one of the things I didn't like about it was the. I wasn't. It was just like a minor gripe, but I, I did like that test run uh, scene they do with Ant Man, uh, where you get five. Like, okay, let's practice, and it turns it back. And says, oh, he's a baby. Oh no, he's an old man, and. Then it turns back to Paul Rudd and it's like, okay, I wet myself, but I don't know if it's old me, baby me, or if it's me, me. <laughs> and they're just like, I, I, so, I think if it's just the seed, I feel like it's a CGI thing going on there. Like when it's a baby, but he's, was it not like a man's body and a baby head? And then, oh, or was it just I'm, a suit? Just something about the way it was filmed. I just like, that was, you could have left that bit out. And then, but there's so much stuff to like about it, but there's just some moments where some people, like, when I talked about fucking more, it's, oh, it's good, but time travel, really? And I'm like, how else? <laughs> like, come on, how else are you going to do it? And then for, like, your mainstream audience to accept it as well. Like, sure, when it cuts to Hulk and the, the Tilda Swinton explaining the time stones and all, just doing this wavy thing with the lines, it's like, even that was like, oh, for fuck. Oh, dumb it down, dumb it down. Just say it's back to the future. And just, just do something like that. But it's like, oh, if we take these stones, but what if I take my stone out here and put it back? It's like, oh, fuck, you're right. That does fix everything. Here, take the stone. And like, but it was cool. It was definitely, it's, it's just so fucking epic, though. And they're just, it's bigger than the Titanic. It's so epic. Like, I probably didn't. I can't see myself going back often to watch it. Because you can't handle anything longer than two hours. Not after this You're year. Fucking pissing yourself. I, I feel like a man with an iron bladder after the length of all the films we've had to watch last year. <laughs> it's like a fucking Rocky montage of training. It's like, I could hold it. I could hold it. <laughs> I know. I'm tying it. I'm tying you the tip. See the start of that montage. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. It's the, the It's just the trailers. And I'm running out the hall to fucking pee. <laughs> Pish rounds in your leg in the cinema. <laughs> um, Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. Not seen it. I thought alright. Yeah. They plan on watching that. Too. Like I, I still feel that they could have pulled the trigger on the stuff with Ray and all that, but oh, having a uh, Finn and Poe kiss. Aye. Yeah. Aye, they're all screaming because there was a two girls kissed. Like in a celebration scene, two women embraced and she had a guess and it cut to the two guys and they were just hugging. And like, go on, pull the trigger, damn, damn, kiss him. <laughs> Let's oh, see how uh, woke you really it, are. Fucking was it Babu Frick? Oh yes. Thing. He was ah. cool. Mm-hmm. The the whole um, it didn't upset me, but it did annoy me with the whole uh, memory eraser C three PO. Like right, okay, I could tell you. Because it was like a knife with a language on it, but he had restrictions, so you couldn't read it for them, unless they re- factory resetted him 
then there's no restrictions on him, so he was able to decipher the knife, tell him the location of this crystal, and then they could go find X, Y, and Z. Uh, but doing that, he'll lose his memories, and he won't remember any of his friends. So in the trailer's like, I want to look at you one last time before I'll never see you again. And they erase his memory, translates the knife, R2-D2 comes across. Oh, I've got a backup of his memories. Sticks his finger in him. Boop, boop, boop. Remembers everything again. Makes sense. Like, computers work. I know, but it's just like... Download his memories onto another drive. Stick it back in. Upload the memories. just like so much consequences. Oh, this is a big thing. It's not, no, it's not really. He could have just said, I could erase my memory and then R2 could back me up. It's like, no, don't make it sound like we're going to kill you if this guy's got the fucking like, backup right there. So just like... What a grand gesture! And then it's like, ah, okay. So easily remedied. You think they could fly in space? So and they can't just... up some cunt's memory into a hard on a hard drive. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like big deal, not really a big deal. So it's like that was a wee bit of a letdown because it, it was quite funny when he had his memory erased because Babu Frick was like the little hacking pint-sized goblin thing that does it. And then he looks um and it's like, what are you? He's like Babu Freak. And it's like, we're best friends. And like, ah. Oh. And then two minutes later, it's like, oh, we need to find Babu Freak. And it's like, oh, Babu Freak's my oldest friend. And it's like, you've been alive for half an hour. <laughs> well, I felt the end battle like on the like on the ship, like the big like, the fleet thing, could have been a bit longer. Because remember, remember I said like, when they released the runtime, it was like two hours and 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then they cut it by 15 minutes. I just felt like the, like the long battle mm. at the end could have been just a wee bit longer. I did like, there was quite a lot of things I did like about it, but I just felt, I need to watch it again, because it felt like for two and a half hours, it was such a quick fucking film. Uh, like, so much stuff was going on, people were saying to me, well, supposedly it was J.J. Abrams' uh, vision for eight and nine crammed together, so you get a movie, and you're like you're watching a movie at uh, 1.5 speed rather than one, and you're like, because uh, there thing. was yeah, there was even the on. the fucking cameras were going around the ship. It's like I'm getting motion sickness <laughs> watching this. There's so much going on, and I thought, the, I thought the battle with Ray and Kylo Ren like, on the old Death Star thing was ah good. with the waves. That was really well shot, and then you had uh, the whole race of uh, abandoned. Well, no people that how Finn was like the stormtrooper that had second thoughts and left. Now there's like a, a group that all had all done the same and just living on this abandoned island and they all used to be stormtroopers and now they just live as tribes people. Never understand that. I always thought they were all clones. Aye. Anyway, so how did they become just random people? They just enslaved, I suppose I think it was enslaved children and grew them into heartless soldiers who first got a chance and fucked off. But why when you could just constantly clone the, the greatest warrior about? <laughs> Doesn't it make sense? I liked Booksmart. That was a good film. It was sort of like a a ladies, a girl's version of Superbad. Two, uh, that's quite funny. Like. Uh, two bookworms spend a whole year, well, their whole school life, studying to get into these fancy colleges, universities, only to find it. All the, the party kids, troublemakers, all get into the same universities as them. And they're like, oh man, why did we study? So they decide to spend the last uh, weekend of their school year getting absolute hammered, making up for the four years that they've missed out on. And it's... Will uh, Forte was pretty funny. And, uh, did he play one of the dads? Was it? Yes, Will Forte and Lisa Kudrow were the parents. Mm. And it's like, oh, your beloved little teddy doll. And there's 
the girl was like an experimental lesbian and that's her grinding doll. Right. Any films do you want to talk about that's not been mentioned? <laughs> Jojo Rabbit was alright. That was a laugh. Yeah. I thought it was alright. I thought yeah. like it was quite bleak at a couple of points. You yeah. Point someone a bit. You said that to me, and then that those points ended up not being as bleak for me because I was ready for bleakness. So uh, I, um, I wasn't ready for bleakness. Marriage story was well acted. You're right in saying Laura Dern was a cunt. Oh, yeah, aye, aye. Mm-hmm. And you... I mean, there was some there was some funny bits with Adam Driver and like, the whole bit where he'd done the knife trick and he actually fucking, like, cuts his wrist open. Uh, I wouldn't say funny, <laughs> but yes, aye. And the wee Debbie Downer that was watching them. Like, the women that came in just to watch oh, them eat their meal. Oh, yeah. It was like Debbie Downer for fucking Saturday Night Live. We had no sense of humour and... Yes, this man accidentally just slashed his wrist. I was like, you okay? Like, I'll be fine. I'll just leave then. It's like, maybe you should phone an ambulance then. That boy's bleeding. <laughs> but, yeah. Joker was well overrated. Oh, Andrew, I'm surprised you never mentioned that. Did you get to see it? Aye. Aye. It was alright, I just... Yeah, I just didn't really need the, the Joker label on it. Aye. Yeah, I know, I know, I don't get it. If it didn't have the inclusion for the Waynes, then I had would have been fucking like nothing Joker's to do with it. meant to be a criminal mastermind, as you know. Yeah, it was just no, someone's vision of Joker. Yeah? It was just, I guess, someone's... I mean, the film on the scene was alright. Yeah, yeah, aye. You've gone into it thinking you're wanting to see a Joker film, but it's not to do with the fucking Joker that you're wanting. Mm-hmm. Nah, and it is. it does seem to be overpraised. Yeah. Well, that's a, he he won the best actor award. I guarantee award though, and... right? If it wasn't a label Joker, it wouldn't have made all that money. Well, that's it. That's no, that's why they labelled a Joker. Exactly, it's getting attention. It's probably it's... called man who fucking meltdown, is medically depressed, and Gets... has the worst life imaginable, and then becomes a cult hero. Aye, for killing cunts. Mm-hmm. It could be the title, but... exactly. It just looked like the life of a stand-up comic, unfortunately. <laughs> Trying so hard and then they get mocked on national TV and yeah, to kill themselves. The Irishman had the most fucking like devastating, heartbreaking like third act. Oh, year like I felt bad for him and that, yeah. but it was I, it was, it was a, an achievement in the sense of they got all these car these great uh, guys that were all from the nineties back yeah, together, fuck like, like Joe, Joe Pesci and like fuck came out of retirement to do it and then. Yes, you can de-age them, but they still walk like they're 70 years old. <laughs> like, like one of my main gripes was the bit where Bob De Niro's daughter come him for the shop and she got, apparently she got like shouted at or something. And then Bob De Niro goes to the baker oh, and starts beating the guy outside. With an inch of his life. And like, doesn't even look like he's physically kicking him, he's just like this. He's got a, he's got a bad hip, he's, he can't even exert himself, even though this was like... That's on fucking Captain Marvel. Sam Jackson. Oh, right. <laughs> just stop running. He's supposed to be like in his fucking like late thirties. It's like and he's running like he's fucking seventy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, mate. But I mean, I, I I just thought the Irishman was just a bit too long. Okay? Aye. Shave an hour off it. <laughs> what did it end up being again? Was it three and a half three and or a half, four? Uh, I actually half. felt like it was a four-hour movie I was watching, but. I was, it was just it was a Martin Scorsese film so it had that quality to it and that, the characters like Ray Romano uh, Ray got Romano a decent role good. in it and 
I felt like that Anna Pack one was shortchanged. I think mm. it was like, like but here's a Mark Scorsese had, film. Had, Forget about women. But then, but then she had an impact <laughs> at the end at, on, on that last act. Mm. After everything was done. Aye. But, but it was just it was just the fact that you seemed like not de-aged, but what's opposite for de-aged? It's when they show them really, really fucking old in the yes. prison and they're like Aye. dipping their bread into grape juice and all that. <laughs> and they're oh, like I, eating it with like, their teeth. They were saying, like when they're interviewing them, said, oh yeah, you need to talk to Thingy's lawyer about that. Oh, he's dead. What? Who got him? Cancer. Like, it's not, no, not mafia, it's age. People are dying. <laughs> Stop thinking, like, <laughs> fucking, it's been mafia hits. Like, this, the fucking pneumonia got him. <laughs> but it was just, like, Al Pacino's, like, over-excessive use of the word cocksucker. <laughs> and there's, the de-aging stuff was impressive to the point where, like, you're watching scenes and you forgot it's the age and then it cuts to, like, actual them. It's like, oh, fucking hell. Like, they did take, like, 50% of the wrinkles off of Joe Pesci. <laughs> and I've, I've never looked into how they did it there was like a Netflix 20 minute clip uh, and it's like a round table discussion it shows you some of it and they had like nine cameras that they had to look at and they like you're sitting trying to talk and there's fucking nine cameras like which one am I not to look at and so <laughs> but the way it's kind of is like they didn't need the dots it was more or less just like a like a snapchat filter for like clean skin or something and like that's what was being used with all this space age technology. Mm. It was they filmed on an iPhone, thankfully, but it was impressive to get that cast and to yeah. the amount of de aging that they did do to it. Because, well, that's it. It's getting more and more every year. Like every blockbuster film has at least one scene with some de aging. De aging? Yeah. Oh, no, and they made him Caucasian. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. That'll do, pig. That'll do. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, we'll be back uh, for Oscar predictions uh, in February. So look out for that then. I've been your host, Stuart Zell, and join me across the room, the Magic Michael Christie, yep. and the No Cairn, always swearing, Andy Walker. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, fuck off and tune in next week.